0: Thanks for that, Grump. Welcome everyone to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host TJ, and with me, and as always, is our NHL analyst and an expert, and the Grumpy Old Man. They say there's no shame in his game because he is always the same.
1: That's me. Uh, before before we get started, before we get started, real quick, personal note. Uh, I want to say thank you to everyone in Islanders Nation for the support that I've received over the last number of days. In regards to the passing away of my sister, it is so appreciated, and I thank everyone from the bottom of my heart. Honestly, I didn't expect anything but that. That's what Islander Family is all about. But I just I want to say thank you so much to everyone who's reached out to me. Uh your uh condolences and your prayers are so appreciated, and just thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Well, thank you there, Grump there for for that um Islanders. Islanders, grumpy old man game five take a three to two series oh, what,
1: Grump, what's going on with your hair i i didn't i wanted to do a podcast i didn't know we were doing one today that's what so you can um, tell
0: i still have my uh i still have my cutoff t-shirt on my gym shirt on
1: I so <laughs> i didn't know so i didn't get to put a little i'm, I'm going aj hair today
0: oh stop. that's what i'm going oh.
1: today aj grumpy? hair
0: Grumpy old man, the Islanders take game five. It's the Boston Bruins. Huge, 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 huge win. They are in the driver's seat, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah. Um, Really, we're outplayed for the majority of the game today, right? Let's be honest. Uh, But we had that stretch in the second period, uh, in the little bit beginning of third after killing off that penalty, and just put them away. Sent took a to the bench, and I didn't think he played poorly. I just think their defense let them down at numerous times. Uh, I thought Varlamov was up and down tonight. Um, I thought Brock Nelson was terrible overall this evening. I thought Scott Mayfield was fantastic. I thought Matt Barzell was spectacular. Uh, what a game for Islanders Nation. We're one game away, and I sent TJ some video today. From from uh bruce the bitch uh from the bruins complaining about penalties i just i find it laughable with the things he says compared to what his team gets away with it is ridiculous
0: and don't don't worry grumpy old man we are going to cover bruce cassidy's a little post-game interview don't you worry there grumpy old man um I think you're right. This is a game where if you looked at it for a 60-minute spread, we probably lost that battle, but hey, we won the game, which is the most important portion. There's a lot of different stories to talk about. As you guys might notice, we're going live here Monday after the Islanders game. What Grumpy and I discussed is going live every single Islanders game from here on out. So ladies and gentlemen, if the Islanders are making a push to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, we'll be going live every single game. (laughs) Post every single game So uh, just in case you're wondering That's just a general housekeeping note
1: General housekeeping note TJ was complaining He had a little little headache I'm like dude we gotta go on tonight How can we not go on tonight I mean what the heck's wrong with you I said we must go out And you know TJ finally relented All right, let me take a couple Advil Let me go to the bathroom three times Uh, Let me fill up my jug Let me put on my little muscle shirt. You know, I mean, you know, whatever. I'm ready to roll. That's all I got to say. That was. I'm wearing a cool shirt today. It's this is this is my uh, Bruce Cassidy shirt. It says deal with it.
0: Just deal with it, crazy old man. Uh, that being said, before we jump too much into the podcast live stream today, we do have an ad to read here from DraftKings. Uh, the second round of the playoffs is in full swing. As action increases from game to game, this is where the contenders are separated from To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering you free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is it's free to play DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app and go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Uh, Questions will range from, Which team will hit the most threes? To which team will score first? DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN during sign-up Get your free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day of the NHL and NBA playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page now to get your shot at huge cash prizes. Again, that's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details.
1: Hey, TJ, you only messed up twice. Good job.
0: I didn't think I messed up once, Grump. I thought I did excellent. That was You didn't mess up once. You messed
1: up twice. Thank you. You know what's terrible is, you know, even when you're going bald, I've always, my whole life, I've had this little cowlick in my hair where it flips up. And, you know, no matter where, no matter how much I've gone bald everywhere else, that freaking cowlick is still there. It never goes away. I mean, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Fair enough, Grumpy. You got a little bit of a hair issue today, and uh, (laughs) at least you're owning it, I guess, Grumpy Old Man. Um, First comes first. Yeah, I want to talk about the Bruce Cassidy interview. Ladies and gentlemen, Islander fans, holy crap. I have never heard a more whingy bitch in my life. Never, ever, ever. And again, we're going to let you listen to it. We're not going to say anything. We're going to let you listen to the full two-minute clip. Again, so we're not going to take anything out of context. We'll get to show ahead and listen to that now here, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Well, Jimmy, I think what happens, okay, so this is my take on We're playing a team that has uh... – you know, very respected management, coaching staff. They won a Stanley Cup, so. But I think they sell a narrative over there that um, it's more like the New York Saints, you know, not the New York Islanders. That you know, they play hard and they play the right way. But I, I feel we're the same way. And the calls, the exact calls that are getting called on us, um, do not get called on them. So, it, and I don't know why. These are very good officials. They're 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 at this point in the season for a reason. You've got continuous high sticks every game. The exact same high sticks. Uh, you know, Ah. Bergie Nelson behind the net. the one that comes up on Smith. Marshy got called for that in game one. Uh, I could go on and on Wagner the other day in front of the net. You know, maybe we need to sell them more flop, but that's not us. Um, You just hope that, you know, I mean, the same calls go against us. So it's not like I'm sitting there going, well, every call against us sucks. It's not true. It's just the end of the day, the similar plays, they they need to be penalized on those plays. But like I said, I think they've sold in a great job selling that narrative that, you know, they're clean. Uh, they play hard, uh, hard brand of hockey, love the way they play, but they commit as many fractions as we do. Trust me. So it's just a matter of, 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 of calling them. So, you know, that's the part that I guess gets frustrating, uh, but you play through it. You know, it's like the Bergeron today, going out the, what the first two, three, four face-offs he takes. Cause someone mentioned, you know, have a little respect for Patrice Bergeron. He's up for the Selkies. He's been, stop a- cheating. Uh, the face of the franchise uh, does everything right for hockey sells the game and that's the way you treat them. I mean, come on, you know, because someone speaks out and says something like, he, you know, all of a sudden. So they just need to be better than that. Just, you know, just call the game what you see. Quit listening to these outside influences and, and, and get it done right. Because I, I don't think they were great tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. They have been and they're good officials. I know those two guys, they're good guys, good officials. And I don't know tonight, I just thought they were off, but he could say the same about us. But at the end of the day, that's what I thought, Jimmy. And, um, and, and let's just play hockey and, and call the, the infractions that happen and we'll see where it goes.
0: Holy crap, could he sound more like a whingy? Bitch? He is bringing up penalties from games in the past. And you know, I thought Barry Trotz's response was excellent to this, and it's 100% true. He said about the New York Saints remark, I don't know what he means by that. We are one of the least penalized teams in the league all year long, so you're going to have to ask him what he means by that. That's right. Not only are the Islanders one of the least penalized teams in the NHL all season long, but how many times did we see players of the Boston Bruins fined because of penalties and infractions that weren't called on the ice? Did you see Barry Trotz going out there and complaining Game One when DeBrusque goes ahead and tees off and cross checks Scott Mayfield right in the back of the head? Did you see him complain about those type of missed calls? No. Did you penalty. see him about other missed calls throughout this series? No, because officiating is wildly inconsistent, and in it's playoff hockey. They don't call anything. He knows that you're a your freaking professional NHL coach.
1: I the thing that burns me the most is the mar- is the comments about Bergeron. He got tossed out of the first four face-offs. Well, you know, because he cheats on every freaking face-off. You want to know why his percentage is hard? Because he cheats. And Barry Trotz said, hey, this guy's cheating on everyone, so he gets tossed. And for him to say, well, he's a Boston icon. You know, he does everything the right way. You know, he's a legend in this game, blah, blah, blah. Well, that doesn't mean he should be allowed to cheat, Cassidy, okay? All I got to say is, you look at him, he's all flussy on the bench, right? Because they're calling a penalty. And here's the thing. Some of those penalties – I wouldn't have called them a little touch fouls to the hands, but here's the thing. They were called on the Islanders today too. They called a penalty on Adam Pellick where all he did was let the guy stick, didn't even touch his hand. He got a penalty call for that. And everyone knows who's listening to this podcast for any amount of time knows I absolutely despise those penalty calls, period. But at least they call them both ways. I mean, what should they say? Patrice Bergeron should be able to flip the puck over the net, because the, over the boards because, well, he's Patrice Bergeron, and, you know, He's an icon in this sport. No, sorry. Stop complaining. You know what I know he's really bitching about? He's the fact that his guys can't stop the lowly Islanders on the damn power play. That's the problem. We're scoring on every power play. That's that's his big issue. And then he cried about that later too. Oh, well, we don't have Miller and we don't have Carlo. Well, you know what? I- I'm sorry. That's the way it is. Hockey's a game of attrition. If you don't have the guys, you don't have the horses, you're going to lose. That's just the way it is. I'm just sick and tired of him whining and complaining. Really, he's really sunk in my eyes. He really has. I mean, he's a disgrace.
0: It'd be like Barry Trotts going out there and complaining, oh man, we without Oliver Wallstrom, without Anders Lee, we'd be scoring more goals if we had those two guys in our lineup. Yeah, okay, ladies and gentlemen. It's the NHL playoffs. Every single team has injuries. Every single team has people who are battered and bruised. That was you know, Bruce Cassidy tries to go ahead and cover his tracks too with those comments. Oh. They're great officials. They do such a good job. That's why they're here this point in the season, because they do such a great job. But I feel like they were a little off tonight.
1: Um, You know, he was bitching after the last game, too. He was crying after the last game, too. And here's the thing. He started crying, and Trotz absolutely said, you got to watch Bergeron. In the face off dot, because guess what? He cheats and gets an advantage every time. When he's not cheating, he's not that good in the face off dot. And I think Patrice Bergeron is a great player. Yes, he is. But here's the thing he doesn't need the extra advantage by cheating. And for you to say that, well, they shouldn't call him out, he's a silky trophy winner, I don't give a shit. If he's cheating in those face off dots and he's called for it, out he goes. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, here's the thing. He's crying about this and that and the other thing. He doesn't, of course, he forgets to mention today, Corrali hitting uh, Mayfield in the head with an elbow when he's down on two knees. In the middle of the ice, in the and the defensive zone. Oh well, you know if the, it's well they missed that one. I notice he's not crying about those, or he's not crying about Matt Barzell getting cross-checked in the back. What's he crying about? Something that happened four games ago. Why don't you say something? Hey, they called this penalty six years ago. I can't believe they did that. They should be making retribution. Guess what? Your team got their ass kicked today because they're just not that good a team. Their defense isn't good enough. Where you got guys like Josh Bailey and Crock Nelson scoring goals on you? You know your defense sucks.
0: Holy shit, Grump, that's is—that's a – They're freaking
1: done. Boston's done. When you're bitching and complaining about referees and all you're doing is crying on the bench, all the guys hear this. Oh, we don't think it's in their head. Yeah, well, guess what? It's obviously in your head, Chief. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Done. Barlow had letting in some weakies today, still. Another goal in the first uh, four-minute-and-a-half, second shot of the game, again. And then that weak one to make it 5-4. Ugh. He made a couple of good saves, but he gets beat on the same shots all the time. He got beat on two same shots by Pasternak today from that same spot. He overcommits. Ugh. He's frustrating. He's frustrating. He's frustrating for me also.
0: Okay. There's a lot to break down, Grump, and I'm happy we let you run wild right there. That being said, Grumpy, Varlamov has allowed a goal in five of the six playoff games he's started. In the first four shots at, you know, in the first, in that six playoff starts he has, he has allowed a goal on the first shot in four of those and five of those games. Um, that being said, we won. Uh, you know, the last goal is definitely one he wants back. Um, I will also say this. You speak about Josh Bailey, Grumpy. I have something that's brought to us by D Cut. I think you will really like and enjoy Grumpy Old Man. When I saw this, I knew this was going to bring a smile on your face. And I do thank D. Cut there for that because he knew as well this is going to make you happy. Now, Josh Bailey has had a goal and assist during the second period to record his 14th career multi-point game in the postseason, which ranks him ninth in NHL or New York Islanders history. Look at that, Grumpy. He's right up there with the likes of Bobby Nystrom, which Goring, Johnson. Look at that, Grumpy. He's slowly climbing the ladder. He's going to have a better legacy than Bobby Nystrom.
1: He should have three points tonight. He missed right on his stick, five foot from the net, has ras dead to rights, and he misses the freaking net. How the hell do you have that happen? And he has one of the he had one of those Josh Bailey assists today. One where he just kind of throws it across, it bounces off of two skates, floats over to the failed the F minus on the side of the net, who pops it in, just a, a lollipop. It slows it down just enough right to me, pops it in. That's, I mean, let's be honest. We've scored a few lucky goals this series. I mean, hey, I'm going to take it. You know, 20 years from now, if we win a Stanley Cup this year, th- those are going to be rocket shots from the point that beat the goalie. But, you know, looking at them objectively, we've been we had quite a few lucky goals. And guess who's involved with most of them? That's right, number 12. Hey, you know what? If he's got a
0: horseshoe stuck up his ass, if that's the position you're going to take, I'm happy he's got a horseshoe stuck up his ass, and I hope it
1: stays there. Now, okay. I have my dad used to have a saying, and I never knew what it meant. But I knew what it meant just from listening. But I don't never knew where it came from. He used to say when a guy was lucky that he had shit in his blood. Now I don't know what that means, but that doesn't seem like a positive thing to me.
0: So what's the point, Crump? I don't. I don't it, understand the thing either. He's got it means shit. They're just
1: lucky as hell. They're just lucky. They're lucky, and I, I. But I don't know where it comes from. I have never. I would think if you got if you had a uh, feces in your. Uh, you know, in your veins or something, uh, that's not a good thing. I will tell you this, chrome Josh really had a good game today, okay?
0: I, you, we could say that, right? He's yeah. got the goal. He executed. There's no way and Haley should have missed that shot. He did what he's supposed to do. The pass that he set up there for his assist was a beautiful pass as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to tell you what, though. Defensively, that second line has been bad. They've been really exposed in this series. I'm sorry. We're, we're scoring a couple of points, but we've been exposed defensively. That seems to me they're on the ice for every goal against.
0: Yeah, well, I will tell you this much. The second line did not play well. Uh, the conventional second line of Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey, and Anthony Bivilli did not play well. I mean, you talk about the start of the game. The first goal surrendered by Varlamov was at no fault his, none at all. I could tell you that much, grumpy old man. Maybe you could say he maybe had better position. He makes that save. Anthony Bavillier just goes ahead and turns over the puck. And I'll be honest, when we gave up that goal, I'm like, holy crap, here we go again. I mean, we were dominated the majority of the first period. And that power play goal by Matt Barzal knots everything up at one, tied at one. And I was like, holy crap, you know what? We got thoroughly dominated in the first period for the majority of play. And we exit the period with a tie game. That is huge.
1: Right. And you know what? You know what Bruce Cassidy should have said? Well, guess what? Our guy just let Matt Barzell skate in ten feet without even confronting him on that power play goal, and he snapped it over Ras' shoulder. Maybe you should talk about his defense as opposed to talking about the referees. Maybe you're the maybe some of your penalty killers should get up on the best player on our team. Maybe you should try that, Bruce. Bruce? Bruce! Cassidy. Bruce.
0: Bruce Cassidy, grumpy old man. I'll also tell you this. Um, again, there I'm were some be, t- I'm going to
1: tell you what. I'm going to give Barry Trotz the the, since the best credit that I could ever give him. You, when, you know, when things are going bad, you never hear him crying and making excuses like Bruce Cassidy did today. And he did the last game too. That's, but honestly, that's what happens when your team is better than the team you're playing and you're getting beat every game, playing the same style. It's got to be frustrating. But you don't hear Barry Trotz complaining about that stuff. You never do. You never do.
0: I will tell you that, too, right? You, He's not a guy who complains and bitches and moans no matter how bad the officiating is. You know, he gives normal coach talk and sometimes I wish he would grill the refs, but this season, last season, I really don't think there has been egregious acts by the refs. I think they miss a few calls, but again, you don't see us blatantly complaining about it. You know, it's, there were missed calls on both sides of the ice, ladies and gentlemen, and we can definitely agree that some of the calls made towards the end of the game to give Boston a few power plays were definitely some makeup calls because they were phantom calls. Nothing was there. Um, you know, refs trying to go ahead and put Boston back into the game. The Islanders were able to hold the lead. I'll be honest with you; those last five minutes of regulation, I, I don't even want to know what my heartbeat, my heart rate was. It, my heart was gone. It was beaten all over the place, crumpy old man. I was nervous. I was sweating, uh, shaky legs. I was like, oh, my gosh, we cannot let this game go in overtime as we get a three-goal lead in the third period.
1: Yeah, we hung on. Uh, but you know what? A win's a win. And, you know, one other thing I want to mention about the penalties, you know, is complain about the penalties. But, you know, maybe if your t- players were a little bit more disciplined because they played the same way against Washington where they were taking reckless, uh, unnecessary penalties the whole series long, just Washington didn't convert on the power play. That was the difference in that series. They had they had played undisciplined all year, and that was a big narrative going into the series with the Boston pundits. They were like, well, you know what? You can't play like that and take those type of undisciplined penalties because it's going to come back to bite you. Well, guess what? It's bite you in the ass right now, Bruce Cassidy. That's what it's doing, and your team's on the verge of getting eliminated. <laughs>
0: I feel bad for the people who just listen to the podcast and don't get to see all the animated <laughs> animated bits of the grumpy old man. They're missing half of the show, I feel like. True. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll tell you one thing. Look at the memes that are flowing out from these Butch are uh, these Bruce Cassidy. I almost want to call him Butch Cassidy. Uh but Bruce Cassidy Bruce Cassidy comments are absolutely Gold, look at this. We've got by Islanders blog the New York Saints. <laughs> it's like a mosaic of Barry Trotz with a smile and grin on his face. Honestly, I absolutely love that.
1: It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It just, you know what it says? We are in their heads. You want to know, Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about the Islanders, boys and girls. They have yeah. taken their notch, they they have taken their game. And taking it two notches up in this series. Yeah. Everyone knows, I feel they are not talented enough to win a Stanley Cup. But this team's got more guts and more heart than any other team in the league. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, the level of play that they're coming at, Boston is better than us. Boston is a more talented team. But you want to know something? They've not been able to match our intensity and our will and our desire and our heart. And we have... People up above who are rooting for the Islanders, and that's helping us too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grumpy Old Man. I'll also tell you this. The team we've talked about, it's the reason why we have our podcast, Never Say Die. We started off with a hideous first period. Absolutely hideous. Never quit. Came back. And, I mean, we st- that was a game to where... Oh, and, I'm all over the place because Tuka Rask... The game and Jeremy Swayman comes in. You wonder how badly injured Tuka Rask is.
1: I don't, think he, all
0: year. I don't think Tuka Rask is the reason they lost today. I don't think he let in any particular weak goals. I mean, we were in really prime opportunities to score, and Rask came up with a few really big saves. You know, we forget about it too, right? Paul Murray is walking in almost unimpeded and drills one right into the goalie. You know, we had a few two on ones that we were unable to execute on the Islanders. You know, despite only having a handful of shots, you know. It, a little over half the amount of shots that the Boston Bruins did. We were able to make all those chances count. And
1: we were able to convert on the majority of them. Our power play is clicking. And they do, they do miss Carlo, right? Didn't I say it? That That's a huge loss for them. Miller not being in this series is a big loss for them. Oh, well. Sorry, Boston. Stop crying about it. You know what? Maybe get better depth pieces there, Bruce. Maybe you missed Char a little bit more than you thought you would. Or Torrey Krug. Get a couple little injuries, and now you now you're crying about the referees, loser. Oh. I can't wait to beat their ass on Wednesday night. That's that's what I want to see. Everyone should go to the Coliseum wearing freaking halos. That's what they should all do. Wear halos.
0: You've heard it here first from Grumpy Old Man. Don't let anybody else steal this idea and claim it as theirs. Islander fans, if you are going to the Coliseum on Wednesday and you're going to see the game. I mean how much does tinsel cost? You just literally go ahead and make yourself a little halo. I promise you, if enough people do that, it will be all over TV. They'll be showing it after the comments. They'll pan over Cassidy's comments about how they're the New York Saints. If you wear halos, it will be the biggest it'll be the biggest laugh and joke I could possibly imagine. And I hey, if you can make one, if you got a halo and you're going to that game, make sure you wear it.
1: Anybody sitting behind that Boston bench, everyone should be wearing halos. Hey, Bruce, you want one?
0: Oh, man. Oh, if you have like little wings too, that'd be amazing. Oh, this is grumpy. This is a great idea. I'm of happy we went live here tonight. Of course, it is. It's a great idea
1: because I came up with it.
0: Oh, is is that what the is that what the reasoning behind it is, huh? Pretty much. Oh, goodness gracious, grumpy old man. Goodness gracious. Um, I could say we could say Matt Barzal also had an excellent game. It seems I, like already. This, I already this, said this that. This series has kind of woken. uh, I'm just reiterating it. This series has kind of woken him up, and you know he was definitely going through a lull. You know, you look at the latter half of the season, production wasn't great on on five-on-five play, and uh, you know it looks like on the power play right now things are really starting to click, and he's performing extremely well.
1: You know, his nickname should be helicopter.
0: Why is that, Grumpy?
1: Because he's able to fly without wings. (laughs) Boom.
0: Did you think about that? That's that was that was so coordinated. I know you had to have thought about that ahead of time.
1: I actually heard that from somebody else today, in re- in reference to another player. But it totally fits Matt Barzell. I don't know who said it. I heard it somewhere, but it was funny. I thought it was funny, and it's a hundred percent true. <laughs> komarov was you know himself today i, I, I don't I've never seen the guy get so much credit from announcers for just standing in front of the net and then they were oh komarov getting that cross check okay the puck was coming in and the guy cross-checked him and knocked the stick out knocked his helmet off and he doesn't think that's a penalty i'm like give me a break oh matt barzell yeah well, he cross-checked him three times he didn't even knock him down i mean he didn't love tap and then he gets speared in the freaking nuts. I mean, come on. Oh,
0: no, that was that was only a slash, Grumpy. How dare you forget? That was only a slash. After video yeah. review, only a slash.
1: He got a testicle- testiclectomy, is what he got.
0: Testiclectomy. Holy crap. Damn, a little um, reach
1: around with the stick.
0: I also want to go ahead and bring up what an outstanding job Casey Zizekas did in the faceoff dot tonight. Absolutely superb. We talk about, hey, are you able to keep possession? Are you able to win those on the faceoff dot? He did a great job in the dot tonight. Those are those little things that don't get talked about very often, but it needs to be highlighted in today's situation. I believe.
1: I thought the whole team did well in the face off dot today, not just him. the whole team. We were really good in the face off today. And you know, it's funny. We talked last podcast about how we've done such a good job shutting down the perfection line. Not today. They were buzzing all night. They were, they were really good. Um, how many goals were they, did they account for? Was it three?
2: I mean, they were good.
1: I mean, they were good today. Uh, Adam Pellick, sensational effort. Uh, the Marchant goal, look, Marchant made enough nice move, but what the hell was Varlamov doing? I mean, I don't know what he was doing on that.
0: Here's the thing too, right? Pulak got Skated around like a turnstile, stuck the same exact things I'll say about Nick Letty is applicable here for Ryan Pulak feet stuck in sand, not moving his feet, reaching around. And Brad Marchant's just out hustling him, goes ahead and skates right around him. And you know, let's be honest, him off has a lot of strengths, lateral quickness is not one of them. So it doesn't shock me at all that the that puck goes in the net. That being said, I we're not going to
1: change
0: the We're not going to change the goalie. We're going to see Varlamov in Game Six.
1: Who? Are, no, we're not. He's. Uh, let me tell you something. He's going to die with the Varlamov. He just so, wait. Uh,
0: just said Hold on. You didn't miss her. I just said we're going to see Varlamov in Game Six.
1: Yeah, he's going. You're not going to see Sorokin unless Varlamov gets hurt. He's going to ride Varlamov. That's what he's going to do. If the only reason he played Sorokin the first game is because he just won all those games uh, against Pittsburgh, the only reason. Uh, That said, um, I wonder if Pulak is banged up a little bit too. Look at who the guys who he put out at the end of the game, Pellick and Mayfield. I thought Mayfield had a spectacular game today. I thought he was really good. He made a couple of passes, a couple of Scott Mayfield passes, but otherwise, I mean, he was outstanding today. Our defensemen and some of our wingers – And forwards made saves when Varlamov was, I don't know, out for a cup of coffee or something, a million miles from the net. I mean, it was just a – what a team effort. Again, again, team, T-E-A-M. That's how you spell Islanders. Oh, goodness, Grumpy Old Man. Phil
0: just wanted to remind you, Grumpy Old Man, that we're going to need the trade upgraded from Palmieri from an F-minus for Palmieri and Zajac. It has to be more than an F-minus. Phil just reminded me. Every time, it's like every single time, hey – How Mary keeps scoring goals. Again, it wasn't a beautiful one. It was it was a goal there where I mean he was able to go ahead and and put the uh put the second try in.
1: Hey, he scored. I, I could have scored that goal. I could have scored that goal. It bounces off of two skates and a stick and rolls over to him. Nobody there. Nobody. And he puts it in. I want to talk more about the one where he's skating on a breakaway. Has well, not even a breakaway. He gets the puck right in front of the goalie and bang, right in the chest. I mean, come on. Come on. Ever- Everly scored today, and then he went back to asleep when he – I don't know what he tried to do to get the puck over the top of Rast, but I'm like, dude, you got to put shots on net.
0: Ugh. Uh, yeah, he
1: did score a goal, but um... – our, our power play was uh, – okay. I think it was a combination of their guys being banged up. We got a couple of lucky breaks. The broken stick. Nice pass from Barzella Everly. Everly. Who actually had a nice shot going crossbody on Rask? Um, Josh Bailey scoring a goal, holy shit! Who could believe that? Uh, and that was after, and I'm yelling at the screen again. Shoot the effing puck, Bailey, you piece of blah. I mean, I, he he I, he drives me crazy. I'm sorry, but but he was moving the feet tonight. Usually he's a floater. He was digging tonight. Let's give credit to Josh Bailey. He was digging and going into corners and going in front of the net. When, I'll he tell you
2: does
1: that, when, when he does that, he's so noticeable out there. He just doesn't do it.
0: I will tell you, too, something about Josh Bailey, what he did tonight. I thought, again, Boston started off the game, big, physical, trying to bully the Islanders. And I think in the first period they did that. That being said, you know how some players, when items in, in the game gets physical, they kind of shrink and shrivel in the big moment. I don't think Josh Bailey had any of those moments. And again, like when he had those bigger guys bearing down on him, he was still able to get the pass off. I know in the first period, we struggled to clear the zone on a consistent basis. That being said, I thought the guys did a pretty good job of handling huh, handling the beating in the first period with that bend-don't-break style that us Sounder fans have become so accustomed to.
1: Yes, without a doubt. Uh, I, I mean, I just... That you're right, like you said at the top of the podcast, that Barzell goal at the end of the first period was huge for us. Because I mean, we were thoroughly dominated. Thoroughly. Now, to get that power play, it was one of those weaky touch-of-the-hand ones, which drive me crazy. But, you know what? They call them on both teams tonight. That's why what Bruce the bitch said really pushes my buttons because, you know, you want to use that selective memory, go ahead because you can look at the Pelic one and, uh, there was another penalty on the same situation, just touching a guy's hands and he's going to the box. I mean, so, you know, it's all that selective, you know, that selective memory. I mean, sorry, Well, you're complaining about, I guess you weren't complaining about the uh, cross check to Barzell's head today. You know, that should be, that should be a suspension, right? Now I've hit a guy in the head
0: or the high stick that Mayfield caught right in the chops too. But you know, neither was is- elbow.
1: that was an El- elbow, an elbow, an elbow. I mean, that's that that guy should get suspended, right? Why don't you say that? Why don't you be honest, Bruce Cassidy and go, you know what? I'm gonna surrender these two players for going after people's heads. I'm gonna surrender them and they're gonna sit out the next game because I want to do what's right because we want to be the saintly Bruins or you know, that that's what we want to be. We want to be known as the Boston Saints or the Boston Archbishops or whatever they call them up there, in Boston.
0: We are. The New York Saints. I'm loving. I'm seeing everybody is posting the New York Saints all over the place on social media. And I'm telling you, we mentioned it earlier. If you have or if you're going to the game on Wednesday, make sure you bring a freaking halo. That would be one of the funniest damn things there is. Bring yourself a halo on Wednesday. Grumpy old man, first to come up with the idea, only a mere
1: hour after game. You need to get yourself just some pipe cleaners, a little bit of sprinkles, and a little bit of glue, and you're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Won't cost you anything. It's cheaper to say, than nice a Grumpy's Groupies t-shirt.
0: I'm working on them, Grumpy. I'm working on the shirts. I'm working on them. I'm working on them. Um, yeah. I know it's taking me a while, but I'm still working on them. Uh that being said, oh, that was a little loud. That being said, Grumpy, it um I think we're in a driver's seat. Game six, I think we beat the Boston Bruins. I think there's no way we go go to the Coliseum and lose in Game six at home. I just don't think we're going to do that. I think we're going to come out. You know, uh, I'm not sure what the end score is going to be, end results going to be, but I would be shocked if we lose Game six to the Boston Bruins at home. I would be shocked.
1: Um, the first ten minutes are going to be real important. If we can get up on them early, I think we beat them. I just think we're in their heads. I'm telling you, they th- th- to a man, they don't think that we're better than, they, than we are, than they are. But I mean, we just hang around and hang around and hang around and good for us, bad for them.
0: We have, I know last podcast, too much pessimistic said the chef's kiss. I won't let you know that means perfection. I guess that does make oh. sense.
1: Maybe. Yeah, that does make sense.
0: <laughs> uh, and a little aside there, but um, yeah, the, the first ten minutes gonna be hugely important. If we can have Varlamov manage not to give up a goal on the first four shots of next game, I think we're cooking with the oils, ladies and gentlemen.
1: It only took two today, and it's like, come on, Varlamov, you can't give up that goal. I just, it's the same shot. I mean, it's the same shot. He overcommits because he's not good enough going side to side, so he flies across and he. Uh, come on. He's got to make those saves on those plays. I'm sorry.
0: We still got a W, though. So that's, I think, the that's biggest right. takeaway. From.
1: That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure how long these podcasts are going to be, if we're going to be doing them on a post-game basis. Um, I don't I don't envision them being extremely long. Um, that being said, uh, you know, I think we'll still post them as podcasts for people who listen to them. I don't want to go ahead and make sure they don't have access to these grump, but we're going to start diving into the comments if you don't have anything else to say about tonight. Again, I think there are a lot of storylines of tonight. I think uh, we we're able to execute when given the opportunity. Our power play has been red hot, which is almost completely a 180 based off of the last, I want to say, 30 or 40, uh, the last 30-some-odd games of the regular season. Our power play was eh below average at best and i think our power play who would have thought it against the boston bruins a game that was won because of power play performance i never that's those are those things i never account for us to be able to say during any playoff game we won this game because of our power plays performance
1: yeah i mean i wouldn't have said it i mean 42 percent on the power play that's pretty good that's like you know during the season, we're what eighteen percent, eighteen point eight percent, something like that, eighteen point six in the first round, and forty-two percent in this round. Like I said, uh Bruce, you complain about the referees. Maybe you need to look at the guys in your locker room. Maybe that's what you look need to look at. Say maybe okay, you sons of the bitches should play a little bit Rask or Swayman. Oh goodness
0: gracious, Grump! I'll tell you this much: uh, I have to figure that. Uh, I'm sorry
1: for the language. I'm just worked up when I see. It, I crybabies make me sick. Honestly, they make me sick.
0: I think they make everybody a little upset, grumpy. That needless <laughs> to say, I mean, like that's that's one of those items that it rubs me the wrong way too. Especially when everybody's getting away with everything. Sure, if you know there's highway robbery, I understand it. Man, oh man, it's playoff hockey. They let a lot of stuff
1: go. Uh,
0: jumping in the comments, though, so grump. And again, uh, we got from Rusty Spooner. This is nucking futs. Dickie Roberts.
1: Oh, a little Dickie Roberts Riley. action. Very underrated movie. I, I like that movie. I thought it was really good. I like David Spade. I like David Spade in that movie, certain.
0: <laughs> the Zoo says, I'm pumped right now. I'll be at the game Wednesday ready to rock the barn. You better that's, have your halo there, too.
1: That's right. Got to have the halo. That, that's <laughs> that's going to have a life of its own. I could just feel it.
0: John M. there says, Cassidy, thank you. You got coached and ruined your team by pulling your franchise goalie.
1: I'm gonna say he's been banged up though. He today uh he did not he took some shots before practice, but he did not practice with the team. He's had a back injury all year long. But I don't think he's looked I, I think you can tell his movement isn't what it, it should be, honestly. Good for us. Sorry, Tuka. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's what I want to hear on Wednesday night. Those derisive cheers for our pal Tuka
0: Who knows if he's even going to be in Wednesday? He
1: said he thinks he'll be ready to go.
0: Oh, you know, yeah. Speaking of that, had a few items also to talk about today about Islanders returning. Uh, Oliver Wallstrom was out there skating with the team. So, you know, he must be coming close and nearing a return. Hopefully, we'll be ready for the next series against probably the Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: He's not going to roll him out unless something drastic happens. He loves having the geriatric lineup out there. Don't you have a comment on that from our boy Travis Zajac comparing the Islanders to New Jersey?
0: Oh, yes. I'll, I'll read you that. It was quoted there by Andrew Gross. I'll read that there for you, grumpy old man. Um, <laughs> and again, you know, we're always picking fun at it because I don't think it's really a really huge deal or anything like that. Um, oh, man, oh, maybe I lost it. You're going to give me a sec to pull up, grumpy old man. Uh, that being said, we also had the return of another rounder. The captain was out there on the ice today. Anders Lee was out there on the ice captain average grumpy old man but he was I out it there was
1: very, he, I it was very re- average, i'm sorry i heard it was a very average skating performance is that correct
0: uh perhaps 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 grumpy old man but uh you know they reiterated he's not going to be back by the playoffs he'll be back ready for next season uh some islander fans obviously got a little hopeful when they saw him out there skating like holy crap could we have a late season surprise of anders lee returning no we will not ladies and gentlemen yay You say, hey?
1: Yeah, I have fun ripping off every day. That's more fun for me, honestly.
0: Goodness gracious. Um, Well, here was the comment uh, made. Oh, man, I think I maybe have lost it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Here is a comment made by Travis A. Jack, Grumpy Old Man. Uh, Nope, I lost it. I have to, yeah, I gotta pull that. I do apologize, Grump. Okay. Here's here's uh,
1: what the comment was Uh, He was saying, that he said, people, I came
0: from a team where if you weren't under 25, you didn't fit in. Talking about how comfortable he feels now with the Islanders group.
1: Yeah. Well, here's, you know what, Matt Barzell and all the young guys could say, you know what, I came from a team team where if I'm under 40, uh, you know, we weren't really welcome here. That's mm-hmm. what it sounds like to me. That's He could say the same thing.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. Alexander also said there, I'm so sick of Bruce Cassidy. This guy won't shut up about the officiating. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm telling you. It is oh, it's pathetic.
1: <laughs> just stop your whining. He did it at the last game, too. All he does is cry. It's all he does is cry. I tell you guys to keep their sticks down, Bruce.
0: Paul D. said, Grumpy old man's hair is still standing up from the last five minutes of that game. Grumpy Ooh. with his
1: hair thing. Just call me AJ. Oh,
0: stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Michael M. They're also saying my condolences, Grump. We love ya. Um, you. Rusty Spooner says, the barn is going insane. Let's go, Islanders. You talk it's about. To
1: what, be insane.
0: I'm sorry, Grump. You talk about what I think will be definitely a game changer. The crowd is going to be absolutely insane. Ooh.
1: I mean, uh, here's, I, here's the word I want to describe. It's going to be rabid rabid, oh my God. The rabid Saints, they're going (laughs) to chew you. They're
0: going to eat you alive. William Carr, they're also saying, Bruce Cassidy is a whiny bitch calling us the New York Saints. Oh, for certain he is, for certain he is. Paul D also saying, Pajot was great again tonight. For certain he was. That's one of those items too. We can't minimize that. John Gabriel Pajot has done an excellent job when he is out there shutting down the perfection line. He has done a superb job of that. Again, I think we had, unfortunately, a few matchups where the second line really could not contain, the conventional second line could not contain the perfection line. But Jean-Gabriel Pajot seems to have a knack to do
1: that. He's a great two-way player. Fantastic. You know, then taking a couple of two guys, taking runs at him at the end of the second period. I know Bruce didn't want to say that. You know, we play a clean game. You know, we're not, we don't commit penalties. No, you're trying to intimidate. You go after Matt Barzell every chance you get. I mean, like I said, I'd love to see us go after Bergeron and Marshawn. I'd love to see that Marchand get crippled out there. That's what I'd like to see.
0: Just a temporary crippling, right? Just a just a crippling for the rest of the series.
1: I'd like for him to be done for his life.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Grumpy Old man. Uh, spreading the uh, the love and joy on this podcast. D cut. They're saying fourth line was killing it tonight. In the first period, they were the only line that showed up.
1: I thought that Clutterbuck and Sezakis were good. I said I thought Matt Martin was slow tonight. I thought he was slow quite quite a number of times, really. And it could be just playing so many games in a row, and it being an ultra aggressive series. I mean, it's tough, right? Guys who play that style at that age, I mean, it's tough to play up every night. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. I didn't. That, think, I didn't that. think his legs were great tonight. That's all I'm saying.
0: I will tell you this much, though. I thought the fourth line as a whole did really well as a unit, and I think that's a good point. I think the first period, they were one of the few lines that did show
1: up. And I thought Clutterbuck was really good tonight, really good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Brian P. also said, sending out the love, Grumpy, old grumpy, to you and your family. Al's Misery loves you, bro. Thank um, you so much. We got a comment there from Brendan G. there saying, "If if Lou had been hired in Toronto – uh, and been able to lure Trots. I'm guessing he doesn't sign John Tavares and doesn't overpay Nylander. What could they have done with $18 million, $18 million in cap space?
1: Um, I think that uh, – here's the thing. Trots wanted Tavares back here. He wanted him here. And you have to pay for the young talent. I think what they would have done, what Barry Trots would have done, was brought structure to their defense, and they would have added a couple of defensemen. I mean, that's what they would have done, not offensive defensemen, guys who can actually play defense. I was stunned, really. I, I, I mean, I remember recommending a trade to get Nylander when he, was, uh, when he wasn't signing his contract or sitting out, you know, maybe offer them a Scott Mayfield because that's the type of player that they need. Those are the type of guys they need, and that's what Toronto's going to have to do. They're going to have to offload one of those high-end talents to get guys who can actually play defense, but they need a different coach. They need somebody with more structure, without a doubt. Barry Trotz would do wonders with that team. Absolute wonders because they have the talent. That's when he's the best. When a team is talented, uh, he can lead them to a Stanley Cup with that system when they buy
2: in.
0: I will tell you this much, Grom. You know (laughs) – we're no chop liver right now, the Islanders. I'll tell you this much. We're one game away from making it back to what would be the Eastern Conference Finals again in back-to-back years. And yeah. I'll tell you this much. I will tell you this much, Grumpy. I have to speak up for some of the fans out there. I, You know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say, and I have to say it. The know. Islanders, there is no way in hell, if we make it back to the Eastern Conference Finals again this year, which looks to be the case. Again, I might be putting the cart before the horse. There's no way in hell you could say we're not a real Stanley Cup competitor. And I'll be honest, right, guys? If you looked at this team to end the regular season, man on oh, man, we were woeful. We looked uninterested. And uh I I as well as Grumpy and others were out there saying, This is not a good, this is not good foreshadowing for the outers, a bad omen that we're playing so uh slow and lethargic. We're an older team, I was worried about it. For certain I was, but I'll tell you one thing, it looks like they have kicked it too gears higher than they did in the regular season and that season and uh the playoffs islanders have been a completely different team
1: i didn't we didn't play this well against pittsburgh the last few games we had to up our level of play and we have and it's not the skill matt borzell is the skill bevillier is the skill but it's everybody else all the intangibles that's what makes us so good Is the intangibles it's not uh you know the not the skill level; it's the intangibles that we bring. And I, all I've ever said about this team is we're a team that can get to the semifinals. That's the ceiling, and I, I still feel that way. I just still feel Tampa. All right, Boston's good. Tampa's a whole other animal. I mean, Tampa's the best team in the league. I mean, I, I, they just are. And that's if that's going to be our roadblock and stop us. I mean, you know, there's no harm in losing to a better team. There really isn't. I'm going to tell you we're not going to quit. That much I can tell you.
0: I will say this too. We talked about it before we started the playoffs. What would deem this year a success? we made it back to the Eastern Conference Finals, both you and I agreed on that. And I'll tell you one thing. We beat the Boston Bruins in game six. No matter what, this year has been a success. There's no doubt about it. This year has definitely been a success if we make it back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I got a few more comments here rolling through, Grumpy. Uh, Brian B. also saying, so sorry there for your loss, Grumpy old Man. My condolences. And Jerry Springer there chiming in and saying, Grump's the man. He said, we have to go on tonight. We love you. I was about to say, I was up in the air. I was getting comments saying, you guys going live tonight. I wasn't sure. I, I, I let Grumpy know he said, Let's get on. Let's do a surprise podcast and, and live stream. And I guess that's what we're going to be doing here going forward, ladies and gentlemen. Every lo- season post game, we're going to be having a podcast slash live stream.
1: Yeah, I love talking right after the game. Uh, I, but, I mean, I can't do the games live because I, I curse at the TV and the warden yells at me for making too much noise and all that stuff. You know, I, it just is the way it is. But I'm going to be – and I say, I'm, I'm sorry, that's – it's just the way it's going to be, Warden. So she gives me a little furlough for a couple hours when the Islanders are playing.
0: Rusty Spooner said, hurting Carlo was key. Let's go, Islanders. I was about to say, we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, Carlo getting out, getting hurt was a huge loss for the Boston Bruins. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Jay Rich said, keep ripping trots and Bailey. Sound dump. Okay. Jay, I'm just ready to hear you start telling us more and more how Matt Barzal is not a superstar, not talented out there. I noticed you've been real quiet once Barzal's been lighting up. It's crazy. It's like we don't see too many comments, Jay. I'm giving you a hard time, of course, but uh, we have been nothing but complimentary there at Barry Trotz here, as we should, but outstanding.
1: What are those I'm hearing from Jay the last few days, few podcasts. Oh, Crickets. That's right. Crickets. <laughs> Love you, Jay
0: uh um alexander also said if we beat boston wednesday night i can see us beating tampa Mm.
1: Uh, you know what i don't think you'll see tampa scoring six and seven goals a game that much i can say tampa's Tampa's good though man tampa's good
0: well we're not we're not the carolina hurricanes uh so we don't have to worry about hemorrhaging chances you know left and right um We've seen, though, that Tampa can have those lulls where they can fall asleep defensively. I mean, look at, look at that recent game against Carolina Hurricanes where they led, what was it, three or four goals in the second period where eight goals were scored in that period altogether?
1: Uh, yeah, but they wound up scoring five. So, you know, their power play, they have everybody on their power play. Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, Sergey uh, um, Sergeyev, who's the other guy they put in front of the net? It doesn't matter. I mean, they're they're loaded on the power play. Their power play is clicking too, really clicking. Our goaltending is better than Carolina's though. Our goaltending is better than Carolina's. I think that will be a tougher series than we think, but, man, Tampa's good. Tampa's good. If we lose to Tampa, there's no disgrace in that, and Tampa doesn't play a cheap game. So, you know, that's to our benefit also.
0: I will also tell you this year. You have to hope and pray the Carolina Hurricanes extend the series here a little bit. Again, that's been a hard farts, that's been a hard fought series for certain Grumpy Old Man. Uh, you know, the longer that series goes, the more that they go ahead and have to mix it up there with the Carolina Hurricanes. I think that bodes better for the winner of this series as well. Because I can tell you one thing, we have been more physical as a whole than the Boston Bruins. Uh, but it's been a physical series on both sides. So, I mean, this has been no uh, easy breeze like it was against the Pittsburgh Penguins on the physicality aspect.
1: No, and the fact that where now. Nah, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to jinx it. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to jinx it.
0: Holy crap, Grumpy! Moving right along there. Uh, Hunter Howard there says the New York Saints, let's go. That's right. brett Conklin says Crimea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the referees, they're the reason we're losing. <sighs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, disgusting! Oh, I
1: boy. can't believe he won. Re- he should be fine, shouldn't he? What, what does a guy usually get fine for criticizing the referees after games? For and he sure. went on and on. It wasn't one thing, he just went on and on and on. Hope they He's, pop him right in the pocketbook. Oh, goodness great
0: Uh, Frank K also said that win was for my boy James, uh, who had a potential stroke today. Farley was great. Cassidy is a bitch who puts out bounties on Barzal. Game six. uh they will try to take out, try to take Barzi out.
1: Uh, Hope James is doing better. Um, Yeah, I would not. I mean, they've been targeting Barzell. They've been targeting Pajot. They know who to target. You know, that's why, that's why what he says is laughable to me. It's laughable. Boston has always been like that. They always go. They always target certain players. They always do that.
0: Here's one thing too. I didn't see Bruce Cassidy say, Oh, Wow. You know, when we went ahead and speared Matt Barzol in the nuts and we only got called there for a slashing penalty, which was clearly a spearing. It should have been a five-minute major. I didn't see him complain about that. It was pretty cut and dry. But, hey, you know, hey, he's a crier. Um, Michael B. also said, congratulations, TJ. up my condolences. Uncouth to bundle the two sentiments, but it is what it is. Cheers, gentlemen, and let's go, Islanders.
1: Thank you so much, Michael.
0: hmm Phil M says they're Cassidy eating a lot of French cries tonight. <laughs> uh, got a ride home in the wambulance. That's what I was about to say.
1: Just- wham, wham, Good one, Phil. Love it.
0: Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, Brian J says, Does Sorokin start game six?
1: No way.
0: Yep. No He's way. gonna be he's gonna be the new
1: milk cart in the rest of the series, I think.
0: Unless unless Varlamov has a hideous game, and I'm talking about he lets in three or four weekies and we lose, there's no way Sorokin will come back in. None. Uh, you know, we'd also have to lose. So if he lets in three or four weekies and we score ten goals, I can promise you Varlamov will be in the next game too. He could be like uh, not paying attention, uh, scratching his ass out there on the ice. There's no way in hell unless we lose and he lets in a lot of weekies that we see Sorokin. Um, yeah. Angela Nino also said, "Awesome game."
1: That's a new picture for Angela as well.
0: Look at you, Grumpy. Always keep in touch there. It's Gear said he was crying about Bergeron yesterday, though.
1: He's always crying. He's always I, – I can't believe it. And he's usually not that type of coach. You know what that means? He's scared. He's mm-hmm. scared. Scared they're going to lose.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rusty Spooner said, Cassidy is broken, and they're going to come out playing dirty in game six. We took his toy and stomped on it, laughing my ass off. Uh, did he mean the New York Saints that play lacrosse? What a clown! Let's go,
1: Islanders. I will break you. That's what Trot said to him. I would break you. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky Four, I think it was. Mm-hmm. If he dies, he dies.
0: I go Dragoff,
1: right? Ivan Dragoff. Ivan
0: uh John P. That's that's
1: Brigitte, Brigitte Nielsen was hot, was back then. Mm. And Sly was shacking up with her. She was hot back then. She was pretty good in Cobra, too. I love Cobra. Cobra's a great movie. Great. It's it's one of those guilty pleasure movies, man. Cobra. That's Marion Cabretti. Marion Cabretti. I love it when he pulls up on the guy and, you know, the guy, you know, a little... Little gang boy, whatever it is, and he pulls up and he bumps his car. He's like, "Hey!" And he goes, he rips his shirt, says, "Clean up your act." <laughs> oh man, is great. Is this Sylvester Stallone in that movie? Absolutely, Sylvester and Cobra. Absolutely, it's, it's a great movie. I mean, if you want to if you want to have fun watching a movie, that's a movie to watch. They, you know, a big scene. They're in a supermarket, and he's like, "Hey, man!" If you don't do this. I'm going to blow this door. Please go ahead. I don't shop here. I mean, just great. And then he starts shooting guys and says, oh, shoots them three times. Oh, bam,
2: bam, 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 bam.
1: Good old fashioned uh, policing.
0: John P. There said, my sincerest uh, condolences, grumpy old man, lost my sister in 2015 and my mom in 2020. Um, yeah, just want to I, show you those condolences there. Grumpy. Thank you so much. Uh, Adrian there says, hi, TJ and grumpy old man.
1: Yo, Adrian. Speaking about Rocky Balboa, Oh, my man Sylvester's long. Yo, Adrian, love you, baby.
0: You didn't say it right, Grump. You say, "Yo, Adrian, we did Yo, it." Yo, Adrian, we did it. There it is. God damn, Grump. Every time she says that, I need that same response. That nothing else but,
2: "Yo, Adrian, we did it." We get
1: it. I <laughs> hope I say that again Wednesday night.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Brian J also said, "Can can't let in early goals like that." I think he goes with Sorokin. I'm just not sure.
1: No. no. Nope, he's going to ride Varlamov. There's no way he's going to Sorokin. Sorokin, I tell you what, we're going to need hmm, – I don't know, man. I'd love, much rather have Sorokin against Tampa than Varlamov.
0: I will tell you this much. you know, We talked about it in the last podcast just on Saturday, but it's good when you have to make a decision between two excellent goaltenders.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, not really a first-world problem that we have in goaltenders.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, Brian P. also said, yup, Cassidy playing the game, trying to get calls for game six. I think you're 100% right. That's why he comes out there and starts complaining, starts, uh, oh, you know, they're the Saints. They get this call and that call. He's trying to make sure that his team will get adequate calls in game six. I 100% believe that's the case.
1: I I just hope the referees don't get affected by that because honestly, if if you're objective looking at the game, and I am, you see those same things getting called and missed on both sides. Now you can complain that those penalties are called sometimes during the game and not other times. That's fine because that's absolutely the case. But to say that one team is getting all the all the calls and the other team is not getting the same calls is it's just wrong. I mean, it means he's he's just here's the thing. He knows it to be true too. His big, I'm gonna say it again, his biggest issue is that his penalty kill can't do the job. Because if we were st- if they were stopping us on the penalty kill and winning games, he wouldn't be saying anything. His team is on the verge of getting eliminated by, you know, the New York Saints, and it's burning him up inside. He wants Luke. to sell his soul to the devil to perhaps beat the New York Saints. It's not going to happen, Bruce. Not going to Luke.
0: Luke, search your feelings. You know it to be true. As soon as you say you know it to be true, all I can think of was Star Wars. When you said that, I'm like, oh, that's a Star Wars reference, right, Crumb?
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it was great. And he's like – Father, father, oh, I was some bad acting, Mark Hamill. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, Brett W said, "What you gonna do when Islanders mania runs wild on you? What you gonna do, brother, when Islanders mania runs wild on you?" Oh God, did I not do good enough, Grumpy? I what tried to do. do? Whole, I tried to do the whole compression. I guess Woo! I didn't do it well. A oh, little good. Ric Flair in there too. Mister uh says. Did Cassidy say? Uh, did Cassidy say why he pulled pulled Rask? Big mistake.
1: Uh, he he kind of intimated that he was injured. I think he tried to save him. I mean, uh, it. I don't think it was performance. I didn't think he played particularly bad today. They were point blank chances. Uh, I think the defense was worse. I mean, gosh, we only had 19 shots on goal today. I mean, you know, come on. Uh, anytime a guy's got a save percentage of, and I don't even know what Swayman's save percentage was. I think what he make one save and gave up one goal. I mean, that's not too good either.
0: No, I feel like he had more saves than that, grumpy old man. I don't but know about uh, that. If, well, here's the thing, right? You know, the only game he played this in the regular season, besides I guess this uh, shortened stint, he did go ahead and shut the Islanders out uh, again. I don't think he'll do that there going forward. But, yeah yeah, uh, Swayman faced three shots there, gave up one goal.
1: There you go. I told you I wasn't far off.
0: So, not great numbers. Sal P said, What's up, fellas? Somehow we pulled this out. It was ugly. This team is going to give me a heart attack, but we'll take it. Let's go, Islanders. There's no quitting this, too.
1: Yeah, I was on pins and needles from the five minute, 12, the five minute, 12 second mark when we gate when Varlamov let that goal. I'm like, Oh, but I'll tell you what, I felt when they pulled the goalie. They never felt like they had any real continuity in the offensive zone, and I felt good. And then with 3.9 seconds to go, I felt really good. Um, and then when it was double zero, I was ecstatic.
0: <laughs> John P. said Varley in game six. Yeah. absolutely. Was like. Phil said, I still want Sorokin to start. Varlamov is looking shaky. He's, he's not
1: looking – he's made some good saves, but, I mean, they've missed point-blank – Wide open nets. I can't tell you how many in this series when he's been in net. Maybe he's got – I don't know if anybody remembers the old uh, Mike Richter commercial that they did for something years and years ago. It was after they won the Cup in 94 where he actually had a plexiglass over the goal, and somebody hit it, and he would rub it off so that no one could see it. But that's what it seems like when Varlamov's was in net. The net's wide open. They're just missing it. I mean, those are chances. Man, Marshawn today. How did he miss that? How did he miss it? I couldn't tell you. I mean, and their best players are missing, Pasta in the last game. I mean, you're missing wide open – where the net is just, I mean, gaping. Nobody near it. And today, Mayfield makes a great save because Volomov's out getting a cup of coffee and a hot dog. And, you know, Mayfield has to kick it into the corner. I mean, Scott Mayfield was great today. You're on my protection list, Scott Mayfield. You know that, baby. (sighs)
0: Uh, Mr. Amos said, Grumpy, you're correct. They're
1: done.
0: Done. Done. Oh, goodness. Jay says, who cares if he's a Nobel Prize winner? Uh, The NHL is dying uh, from the favoritism towards superstars. NHL, stop pandering to your dumbest part-time viewers.
1: Here's the thing. Patrice Bergeron is a great NHL player. He's a great NHL player and he is an ambassador for the game, without a doubt. But that doesn't mean he should be allowed to cheat on every face-off by getting that foot inside this in, over the line. And he does. Barry Trotts called him out. So the referees look down and guess what? Boom. Barry's the man. Lou's the man. That's right. You know it. Lou Lamarillo. He's talking to the front office. He's saying, You better not be cheating my boys out there, or there's going to be hell to pay.
0: God almighty. I need to clip that. And make sure I've got it. Barry's the man. Lose the man. So I could just go ahead and click that randomly throughout the podcast in case. Those you referees
1: speak. know better than those referees know better than the mess with us.
0: <laughs> Rusty Spooner also said at the barn, I hope we get to take them out to the old woodshed. A hundred percent call them chicklets. Uh, and have them pick their teeth up off the ice. So oh, that's some real old school. Uh, hell yeah, Grump in great shirt, by the way. Let's go, Islanders.
1: Yes. Comas, is, buc com Bucky's with the lumber. Knock those I teeth down. I'll I tell you what. I get violent when I'm watching those games and I see some of that dirty crap that goes on. I'm like, stick him in the face. Poke his eye out. You <laughs> don't see him being so aggressive. Well, you give him a little opt- optical exam on the ice with a stick, ain't going to be so aggressive on your guy next time. Where's where's Ross Johnston? That's what we Uh, need.
0: Oh, goodness. d Cut said, oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. How I want to be in the number. When the Saints go marching in.
1: When I heard the New York Saints, all I could think about was the Minnesota Fighting Saints, which is a WHL team back in the 1970s. They had some little some little guy, like a little, I don't know, like a little demon on wheels with little wings. They were the Minnesota Fighting Saints, I believe they were called.
0: Minnesota Fighting Saints. I could tell you that much. I've never heard of the Minnesota Fighting Saints ever before. And you said they had a little demon that went on wheels?
1: Well, like a little, like a little, uh, like a cherub. But he had like wings, like he was a saint, you know? Huh. Minnesota. Fighting Saints, World Hockey Association, back in – there you go. There he is right there, Minnesota Fighting Saints. I told you. There a it little is. little there.
0: There it is. There I, was, just I, needed you, I just needed you to go ahead and stall me for like three seconds as I had that pulled up, so I wanted you to elaborate a little bit on it, Grom. Thank you for you know.
1: that. I'll be the time I needed. Think about hockey jerseys are so cool, aren't they? Of all sports, who's got the best jerseys? It's hockey jerseys. There's nothing. Not, baseball is a distant second. But, I mean, hockey jerseys are absolutely the best. The best.
0: Joe Francis said Josh Bailey with the pinball assist. He's a pinball wizard.
1: He's just lucky. He's just lucky. I'm sorry. He's just lucky.
0: But, hey, if he's going
1: to be lucky, I'm glad he's with us.
0: Rusty Spooner says shit in their blood means that uh, you step in shit all the time. Good kind of shit. Old school saying.
1: Yeah, that's my dad. That's what that was his thing. Yeah, he had shit. And we always knew that it was I think what he was saying, it it was more like bad luck for us, and they were lucky. That's the way he meant it. Because he never meant it as a compliment. Uh that much I can tell you just by when he said it and who he said it about. It was never, never a compliment.
0: It's gear said the islanders were playing the same way, they just weren't getting called for it. Uh,
1: I don't know. No, 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 no. Incorrect. Incorrect. Here's the thing. They got called just as much. They got called just as much as the Bruins did. Just as much.
0: Exactly. I mean, again, teams are getting away with things left and right. I, I tend to believe that most times the officiating will be equally as incompetent for both sides. And I thought that was the case tonight. You know, let that sit with you how it does. Uh, Roman L. there says every time a team starts losing,
1: they blame the refs. You never see Barry blaming the refs, even when we are losing. You know, hey, I've been hard on Barry at times, but you're never going to hear me say that he's a whiner or a complainer because he's not. I have disagreements with things he does, but Barry Trotz is a class guy all the way.
0: That I think feeds into this comment too. Brian P said Trotz's coach talk is calculated. It certainly is. And we're going to talk about that. He says stuff about Bergeron's face-offs without sounding like a bitch like Cassidy does. Right. What what's the saying, right? You catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. You're not going to go ahead and change somebody's opinion by going ahead and trying to take a shit all
1: over the place. That's true. And butch a uh, butch. And Bruce tried that tonight. By saying, you know, these are great guys. I know these guys. You know, they don't get this far without being really great at your game. They just had an off night. Well, you know what? It seems like guys are having off nights every night as far as you're concerned. Maybe tell your guys those ham and hacks to keep their sticks down. Tell them not to go after my boy, Matt Barzell. Maybe that's what you should tell them. Don't go after a guy like J.G. Pajot. <laughs> don't go after the wonderful lollipop camaraderie. Don't go after well. Nobody goes after Josh Bailey, but don't try to take runs at the good Islander players. The mediocre ones, that's okay.
0: Yeah, goodness. Roman L said, "Would still like to see Bellows get a chance to play. Still not satisfied by Everly, despite him scoring tonight. We're not going to see Everly or Bellows in." He hasn't played in like two months. There's no way he would ever be rolled out there. They would line out there. Oliver Wallstrom, they'd line up out there. Michael Del Cole, we're not going to see Kiefer Bellows out there in a lineup anytime soon.
1: We'd have to have a boatload of injuries for him to play. I mean, a boatload. If he got a chance to play, we'd be in real trouble. That's all I'd say. And Eberly has – he's a milk carton right now. That's where he's been. I mean, I know he scored tonight, and that was a nice shot, a hell of a nice shot, but – he's been invisible for the better part of the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely there. Uh, Mark S. They're also saying such a baby Cassidy is. Bergeron's always cheating. Shouldn't give him a uh, carte blanche. Uh, just
1: carte blanche. carte
0: blanche. I'm sorry. I'm uncultured Grump. You're going to have to let me know what carte blanche is, but I'll finish the statement. Carte blanche just because beca- just he's up for the selkie. Uh, WTG Islanders such heart tonight way to go Islanders such heart tonight
1: yes that's right I mean just when you hear him say that it's like you don't want you don't want them to call the game the way it should be called because he's a great player and he's a selkie nominee and he does work in the community and you know he's an icon and for the Boston franchise and, you know, he kisses babies and, uh, you know, all that stuff. I, it doesn't matter. Stop cheating in the face-off, Dot Bergeron. And you saw him getting a little worked up today. You see him going at lollipop a little bit? Lollipop gives a little shot. Man, he's got that stick up there. Pull a little lollipop.
0: That was, and again, last thing we'll say about the Bruce Cassidy here, hopefully the last thing we're going to say about it. I'm just reading the comments, and we're seeing a lot of those in there, so we're just responding to them. Um, that being said, that was one of the stupidest freaking comments I'd ever heard because he's a selkie award finalist that, you know, it doesn't really matter that maybe he goes ahead and gets an unfair advantage in the faceoff dot. It doesn't matter if maybe he was off by a foot and a half. It doesn't matter. You know, if he goes ahead and gets a stick up high on him, he's a selkie candidate, ladies and gentlemen, let him get away with armed robbery. Let him get away with murder. Yeah, so I I thought the same exact way you did. I thought it was one of the stupidest statements he could have made. Maybe you know that he got to him. Alexander also says, I thought I saw John Ledecky going at it with a Boston fan tonight.
1: Okay, John Ledecky, I consider him the figurehead owner of the two. He's the goofy one. Scott Malkin's, you know, I'm not going to say the brains of the operation, but uh, Ledecky is the face of the ownership group, I will say that. And you know what? But he's passionate about the Islanders. I'm surprised they didn't fly up uh, that hammerhead who plays for the Jets, the guy with the mullet who smashes beer cans on his head. You know he's going to be there. How do these guys get front row seats? How do these guys get front row seats every game? Can I ask you, were they season ticket holders? Was Zach Wilson, when he was in BYU, that he said, you know what? I love the Islanders hockey club. I'm going to purchase me some season tickets for this game. So if I get picked for the Jets, I'm going to be down there front row. I just want to know how they get those front row seats.
0: I'm going to give you the answer Grumpy Old Man. The New York Jets own a section probably that's how it always goes all big companies own that you know it doesn't matter what type of company you are some big companies just own certain seats like uh, i could just tell you from experience i know certain companies own seats across every single sporting event basketball mlb nba doesn't matter what it is nhl NFL, they own seats and boxes every single place. I could tell you that for a fact. Uh, that being said, the the offensive lineman who bangs it off his head all the time and he's got that mullet. I I know you don't like him. Name is Dan Feeney. I get a little chuckle out of it. And all the big offensive linemen do that. Doesn't matter. Taylor Lewan did it there in Nashville for a bit. All of them go crazy. You're just like, wow. I, okay. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a little bit.
1: Taylor Lewan is a good football player. This guy. He's just trying to ride some coattails. He's hoping to make the team just because he can smash a beer can off his head like Bluto Blutarski. That's what he's hoping. Of. That's what he reminds me of.
0: I'll be honest. And he knows that. he's
1: on TV. He's just, you know what, he's a phony. I consider him a phony. He's a phony. He knows they're watching him, so he does stupid crap. Jesus Goodness. Christ, I'll tell man.
0: you one thing. He, he was a full-time starter for however many years he was with the Chargers. I will tell you this much. I don't watch enough. I didn't watch enough of the, the Los Angeles Chargers games. I don't know too much about Dan Feeney besides the fact that uh, he plays guard and that uh, he's a crazy maniac with a mullet. That is about it, and I don't mind that. But I think you're right. Uh, John Ledecky plays like the goofy, happy-go-lucky, friendly version of the Islanders owner. I feel like Scott Malkin is more just like he's got a stick up his ass type owner.
1: Yeah, no problem no, with that. He's the guy who's he's the the puppet, uh,
0: master. puppet master. Yes, the puppet master. Owen W. Owen J. says, "Let's go Islanders for certain, for certain." Let's Let's go Tom White said, "There was no panic at all. We knew Boston was going to be coming out hard. We weathered the storm and settled it. Well played road game. The power play showed up tonight.
1: The Barzell goal was." That was that's a crusher for them. Anytime that you dominate a team like they dominated us in the first period, and you give up a goal in the last minute, minute and a half, man, that's devastating. It's always you never want to give up a goal, and especially after us giving up a goal in the first minute and a half. And I mean, it seemed like the ice was tilted. And Barzell, what a shot. What a shot.
0: Sal P. also said, it's been nice seeing Mayfield elevate his game in the playoffs. He's been a player who I thought had a woeful regular season. Woeful. And again, I thought he had a few games where he's a little spotty against Pittsburgh. And again, he's had a few moments from like, Scott. But as a whole, I think he's had a much better postseason than regular season. I think there's no debating that.
1: He was outstanding today. Outstanding. Uh, he And here's the thing. He got rewarded, right? Who's who's he putting out there in the last two minutes? Mayfield and Pellick. Who are the guys he trusts the most to play defense? Mayfield and Pellick. You know who's out there? not out there? That useless dog, Letty. He's not out there. I think Pulak's injured. I think Pulak's injured. His mobility is not good. They've been running him this series. I mean, they've been running Pellic too, but Pulak has been noticed. I bet I bet at the end of the year you're going to find out he's banged up a little bit.
0: Maybe like a groin injury, a hernia, like a minor sports hernia or something like that. I wouldn't be shocked at all. No. Again, this is the end of the season. This is where you find out. And that's what I always love about the Stanley Cup finals. You know, players are playing banged up, bruised up. And we saw it even with Pelik, right? He he came back there uh, last year with a broken hand or he played the rest of the game with a broken wrist, some crazy thing like that, I, I if I'm recollecting this correctly. But always at the end of the Stanley Cup finals, it's like a day after you get about five or six different reports all about injuries that should keep players out for weeks to a month that they were struggling and fighting through.
1: Well, last year you had the Achilles, right? Wasn't the Achilles he had last year?
0: He came back for the playoffs and he broke his hand or wrist in the playoffs.
1: I mean, what do they say about the, the Stanley Cup playoffs? It's a war of attrition. That's what it is. And right now we're healthier than Boston, and Bruce can't handle it.
0: <sighs> Brian J. also said, I saw Wallstrom skating. When is he going to come back? Maybe
1: uh, maybe, maybe next, next Maybe next series. maybe.
0: Again, I think there's a lot of items there at play. I you know, I think he might look at it and say, hey, Jack has played well. We're just going to continue to roll the same exact lines out there we've seen. Um, but uh, you know, I, I want Walsh from back in the lineup just like most of you do. Alexander also said, my uncle, his uncle, one of the, the biggest haters on Matt Barzal, is finally admitting how good he is. I was about to say, he has been fantastic. The ability that he's got to pass and thread the needle, and then he, sh- he puts pucks in like today he did – I'm left in awe. Those are one of those highlight reel type of shots that you do not expect from a guy who's primarily a playmaker.
1: I told him, Alexander. I told him the last couple of podcasts. I told him. I singled him out. I singled out your uncle because I know that he's a Barzell hater. But now he's starting to come around to the dark side. It's There's no harm in that. There's no harm in that at all. Take
0: Brian. Brian P. also said, nice one, Grump, a helicopter without wings.
1: There you <laughs> go. I cannot take full credit. I have to admit, it was funny. I think I'd use it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Frank k also said, I think Captain Lee skating today sparked the team too. It showed the guys that he's a warrior and makes the team work through whatever hiccups they may have had because their leader is showing heart just by practicing. I'll tell you this much too, right? We came out flat in the first period. Maybe it helped galvanize the team to push through in the second. You have no idea. I mean, like in between periods, there's a lot of different items that go on, and you wonder what type of effects that may or may not have had.
1: Um, I don't think it has any bearing. I just think it speaks to the guys in the room as a unit. <laughs> look at the leadership we have on this team, right? You got Clutterbuck, you got Casey, you got.
0: Martin, the $6 million man.
1: $6 million man.
2: I, I Josh Bale, yeah.
0: Brock Nelson, John Gabriel yeah. Pecho, every single player. I want a uh, serious note here, guys. I think over half of our team could step on any other team in the NHL and be a leader in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I really do that. We have an unholy amount of leaders in this locker room. We've talked about how the locker room is so close-knit. It's so tight. The amount of leadership the team has, too, is huge.
1: Even Komarov, right? As much as I beg on Komarov, he's a leader out there. Andy Green, right? I mean, and you see the young guys, they're learning from these guys. They're going to be leaders. The room is incredible. We're not the most talented team in the league, not even close. But we have something other teams don't have. That's just a fact. We We have have the drive. Go ahead, TJ.
0: We've got the drive, the structure. Barry Trotz is an excellent coach. Albeit, you look at his playoff success over his career, he has not won a plethora of Stanley Cups. He hasn't gotten to a whole bunch of Eastern or Western Conference Finals. He's only been to three times in his 20-some-odd years of coaching. But he's an excellent Hall of Fame coach for certain. First ballot Hall of Fame coach, no doubt about that. You know what else we have? Even though Varlamov has led in some weak goals, I think we have the best goalie tandem remaining in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: Yeah, I'll go with that. Both our goalies are really good, and Sorokin's better than Varlamov. I think Sorokin's better than Varlamov.
0: Yeah, moving along there. Brian J said Komarov is getting an extension soon, and Alexander saying I think Komarov is the real MVP today.
1: No, no, I know they're just trying to get my goat there. So
0: I'll just go ahead and leave that up there. <laughs> put on a t-shirt and uh, with the remainder part, we will leave for just people to read. We won't go ahead and put that there on the airways. Uh, Jay also said Pellick with a keep uh, in that led to the goal for certain. He went in and Caught that puck up high, put it, down the, put it down on the ice, and it did go ahead and keep the puck and led to that goal. Pajot with a nifty pass to Bailey. Unsung heroes. Everybody plays their role. I hope the Bruins play Halak in game six. Islanders live rent-free in his unstable head. I think if they play anybody, I think it's got to be Swayman. I don't think they put yeah. a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, how much money has Pelic made in this postseason? I mean, you got Pierre Maguire just boop, Man, he just blowing that, that pellet trumpet all night long. And he's not wrong.
0: He's no. not
1: wrong. He He's our best defenseman. He's our best defenseman right now.
0: And you see the play he got called on a penalty for. That, that was ridiculous. Was spect- well, not, not even that. That was spectacular from start to finish. It was a great job of breaking up the play and a great job there. He just lifted the stick and did a great job on defense. He got called for a penalty. That was a perfect display on defense. Textbook perfect. You're asking me how much did he earn? Oh, we had talked about this earlier on in midseason. Hey, maybe four and a half. I think he's at least north of five, at least north of five, uh, bare minimum north of five million dollars a year.
1: I don't, is is he restricted still? No,
0: he's going to be an unrestricted free agent.
1: Okay. Well, you're going to pay for it. That's why, that's why, well, whatever. We're not going to get into that discussion again, not tonight.
0: Yeah, I'm about to say people don't have 15 years to go ahead and hit on that tonight. No, but he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's 26 years old, grumpy old man. Um, But uh, yeah, he has definitely earned himself a humongous paycheck. I'm telling you, he's going to be making north of $5 million a year. And rightfully he, so, he's outstanding.
1: He, he's an absolute rock back there for us. Yeah, and I think Pulak, I think Pulak's hurt. I do think Pulak has some type of injury because his skating has been. He's always been a good skater. I think his skating is really. He struggles with turns. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's got a lower body injury. Just toughing it out.
0: I want to interrupt you, Grumpy Old Man. I'm incorrect. He is a restricted free agent. Still is what I'm seeing here. Um, I was shocked. I thought based off the age of 26, he would be an unrestricted free agent, but he is still going to be a restricted free agent from what I'm okay. seeing.
1: You so. give him a five, You give him a five-year deal and you buy out – instead of trying to lowball them for a year or two, you give them a big, big contract and keep them. Buy out some free agency years. That's what you got to do. That's what the grumpy old man would do.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely grumpy old man. Moving right along there, um, (sighs) Brian B. also said, oh, shit, TJ's rocking the wife beat. I'm walking the cutoff T-shirt. I was at the gym today. What can I say? You realize
1: they're called wife beaters, right?
0: Cut off T-shirts. That's what I call them.
1: They're called anyway. white tears.
0: Tom White said Varlamov will play. Uh, D cut also saying Jersey Shore style. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, Brian J said T.J. Grow out your hair. It's getting real thin now.
1: Ooh.
0: <sighs> Goodness gracious! I have to keep within moderation. I, you know, the healthy medium is what I'm looking for. Frank Hay also chiming in with this when the Saints come marching in. Owen Dub, Owen J, there says Grump. Josh Bailey's goal was a key goal. He was he had and again that was one that you could not miss, but he buried the shot he needed to bury. I think that's I probably. He was gonna miss the
1: net. Yeah, I thought he was going to miss the net. He was right in front stop He missed yeah. one earlier from the same distance he missed the neck for earlier uh, but here's the thing i was ecstatic and it's like like i said he had jumped today he was going hard charging into corners kudos to josh bailey when he plays like that i have no problem with him he just usually doesn't play like that
0: i thought he had an excellent game i thought he was playing like a madman out there again we give i think credit where credit's due i thought the team yeah. as a whole did really well tonight um rusty spooner there said if we play tampa sorokin must start a hundred percent
1: um it, he won't um it'll be varlamov until something goes really bad and then he'll put sorokin in but he'll give Ra- varlamov a lot of rope sorokin no rope
0: brian p said that's right with the tj situation
1: oh, oh shit
0: um yeah, and, and Owen Owen J is also saying, "Great team win for sure." Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Tom White saying, "Mayfield was great tonight. He usually scares the shit out of me, but tonight he brought it."
1: He's been really good in this series.
0: Mister M saying, "How is that Taylor Hall trade working out?" I I think Taylor Hall's worked out really well for the Boston Bruins. I thought he does. I think he does a lot of small things also that go unnoticed. Uh, biggest thing though. The biggest difference here in this series has been a few different items. The Islanders have been able to capitalize on their chances. You look at the chances that the Boston Bruins have had some golden opportunities. You look at game four. Pasternak has that wide open chance and opportunity. I mean, he hits that shot 99% of the time. He misses, hits the post. And you look at two, right? Brad Marchand had a chance where it's almost like he was stick handling in the crease today. Just couldn't put the puck on net. He had it behind. He had it behind Varlamov. Still wasn't able to put it in the net. I mean, I don't think there's been a lot of chances like that where the Islanders. I'm like, holy crap! We had a wide open net. We just missed.
1: We haven't missed on any of our opportunities, and they've they've missed wide open nets the whole series. The whole series, wide open nets, and everything that we've everything ever. All our shots are well placed. Um, I don't think Rask is really letting a bad goal the whole series uh but they've missed man they'll rue the day with all the chances they've missed
0: i also want to let you know grumpy old man the montreal canadians swept the winnipeg jets with a win in overtime a 3-2 win in overtime of the winnipeg jets today holy crap the montreal canadians nobody expected i'll tell you this ladies and gentlemen wouldn't we love this if somehow the montreal canadians i feel like our team that that's a team where if we, were, I'm licking my chops if they're making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm that's licking what Toronto
1: my chops. Yeah, that's what Toronto said. That's what Winnipeg said. And that's what the winner of Vegas, Colorado is saying.
0: I'm just saying this. We play a heavy defensive style. I know Carey Price has been absolutely on fire. That being said... I still think system wise, I think we beat out the Montreal. Can- Again, we're putting the cart way in front of the horse. But the way Montreal, in front
1: of the horse, the Montreal- way in front of the horse. The
0: Montreal, Montreal Canadians, though, have beaten the Winnipeg Jets. But way in front of the horse is correct. They're There, Grumpy Paul W also said, "Big win for the New York Saints tonight." That's right. <laughs> and Alexander also said, "The New York Saints versus the Boston
1: Bishops." Boston Bishops. There you go. Oh, goodness.
0: Uh, Rusty Spooner also said, Bruce the Goose is going to be cooked. I like it. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh, Darren Z said, Pajot, first star of the game in game six, baby.
1: You know what that means? That means we win and we move on.
0: Yeah. We've got the first star. We're for certain and moving on. Ariel, C. There saying the Bruins are the
1: biggest crybabies I've ever seen. Oh, my God. I've seen some other teams that are real crybabies. I'm just disappointed in Cassidy because I've never seen him act like this before, honestly. He usually is a straight shooter. I mean, man, just to see him crying, like I said, he dropped in my eyes. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Eric also said, Barzal is on fire, ground
2: Fire! <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're going to like this one. Alexander said, the Bruins cried more than the freaking Patriots
1: Mm, no, not true.
0: Uh, Ariel C also said it seems like Varlamov gives in a softie or two, then gets zoned in. Can't happen though. Again, he faced a lot of shots. He did come up with a few huge saves. That being said, there's def. I think that last goal he definitely wants back. Other than that, I really don't think he would land a softie besides that last one today.
1: Yeah, he let in the same two shots off a of passer neck today. Same two. Okay, same his two. Last- same spot. His- I wonder if he sees. Do you think he sees the puck from distance? Because those are the ones he seems to really struggle with.
0: Here's the thing. He is limited with what he does. I understand his limitations. He's a guy who usually has very good positioning. He plays big in net. He doesn't have great movement. Uh, you know, just like Robin Leonard had some of the same weaknesses. Leonard did not have great movement, lateral movement, side to side, played big. Bigger than he was, and I uh, played with confidence when he when he's challenging shooters. He did a really good job of cutting off angles, uh, going ahead and swallowing some uh, shots. G- good job, pretty for the most part with rebound control. That being said, lateral movement was not a strength of Leonard, not a strength of Varlamov. It definitely is a strength yeah. of Sproken, but uh, you know they 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 have their own uh, pros and also their cons. Um, and Alexander also there said. Uh, Guys, I'm not sure that you noticed, but they made an effort to consistently go after Pajot. For certain, they did. I think they wouldn't take Pajot off his game. I think they wanted to go ahead and get physical and try to bully him at first.
1: That's right. Right at the end of the second period. I mean, the whistle had blown, the period was over, and two guys took runs at him, and the referees were just standing there looking at it. They should have got penalized for that. Death penalty.
0: (laughs) Robin Stewart said the Jags, 5 Bruins 4. Look at that. It should just be Maddie five. and
1: the Jag's 5, Bruins 4. I'll tell you one thing, Grump.
0: The Islanders are making it further than you had predicted. That is for certain, Grump, and I'm loving it. Every single game they win, every goal every goal Palmery scores puts an even bigger smile on my face. I just love. I get a message every single time from Phil saying, "Hey Grump, are you going to go ahead and update that trade yet? Are you going to update the value of that trade from an F minus to what it should actually be, like a B?
1: Is Phil going to die on that hill? Is he going to die? Your pal Phil? Is he going to die on that hill? That's I'm what I I'm And Robin, gonna... it's Maddie and the Jags.
0: Five. I still, I still like that Robin brings up Jags. I love that. I, I <laughs> got a whole grumpy accountable. I love it. I um, love it too. I, you're not here, me complaining. Adam S. also said, Cassie is such a crybaby. Did we discuss the actual New York Saints lacrosse team? Uh, Kind of briefly touched on it again. I don't keep too much uh, up with lacrosse. That being said, go ahead, Grom.
1: I'm not sure. I'm sure that Butch Cassidy doesn't know about the New York Saints lacrosse team.
0: No, he does not. Ariel C also said Zajac is playing great defense. Wallstrom is done for the playoffs, even when he's healthy. Trotz is loving his defensive work by Zajac. Zero goals and a great plus-minus
1: gag. She's right. He's not unless something goes really wrong. You're not going to see Wallstrom again this year either. He's not. He doesn't <laughs> want to play the young guys. He doesn't want to do it.
0: William Carlson saying, not going to lie, I'm nervous for game six. It will be really tough to win. I'll tell you one thing. We talked about it. The first 10 minutes are going to be hugely important. The Islanders have to make sure we're zoned and focused in. We cannot let the Bruins jump on us early. I feel like if we get an early lead and we play our style, I feel like we just suck the life and the blood right out of the Bruins. I really believe that.
1: I want the Coliseum to crowd to be like the gym that they played in Hoosiers. When Gene Hackman said, this gym is like a bunch of gorilla team is a bunch of gorillas. You call his place a gym, it's a zoo or whatever the heck he said. I want it to be so wild that, that crowd that the Bruins are scared to go on the ice. Mm. That's what I want. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild. It is gonna be crazy. And John Forsland is gonna be describing the Coliseum, the Bull Barn. It's never been like this. They're blowing the roof off the place. That's what it's gonna be like on wednesday night
0: <laughs> robert c there said the fans should sing when the saints at the barn we should also shout Cassidy. i was about to say founder fans we've got to hear I, I give robert credit for the singing we this uh, when the saints wear a halo out there to the game and start singing when the saints come marching in oh my god there's no bigger fu to, <laughs> to bruce cassidy in the boston Bruins and something like that again you know you I say have to be in moderation because we haven't won the series yet but i feel very confident at this moment you know we are in the driver's seat
1: and the whole thing is you really want to save that song for the end if we got a couple of goal lead on them man then you serenade them with that song the and whole time oh
0: you win know, the saints oh uh, man uh, as a
1: coach and as a
0: player there's nothing that stings more than something like that a stupid uh, comment one player made a stupid comment a coach made you just get serenaded at the end of the series with oh man that is a dagger an absolute dagger um Alexander also said guys last podcast I gave credit to Leo Komarov on a goal for his goal I meant to give credit I meant to give credit to uh Barzal for Barzal's game-winning goal Komarov for Barzal's game-winning goal
1: yeah I didn't I he was thing I was certain he didn't score um <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going out on a limb on that. If, I don't even have to watch the game to know that he's not scoring the game-winning goal. But <laughs> hey, thanks for owning up to it, Alexander. Everybody makes mistakes, even the grumpy old man.
0: Brent Brent Conklin also says, "Score first Wednesday, please." Yeah, if we score first on Wednesday, uh, wrong way. You want to see how crazy the barn's going to be if we score first, yeah. take an early goal lead. Holy shit, berserk! Absolutely berserk. Um, gonna,
1: this is going to be the wildest playoff game in a long time. I really feel that way.
0: Brett W. Uh, Brett W. Also says the New York Saints will put the Boston Bruins in the camel clutch and make them humble.
1: Oh, that- man. That's the Iron Chic, baby. It'll make them humble. Then he used to, man, you got the Iron Sheik has a documentary on his life. Man, Iron Sheik's a trip. I mean, in real life, he was a, uh, an Olympic wrestler and a bodyguard of the Shah of Iran and really a good guy. But, man, he watched some of his shoot interviews, and he's a trip. He's a trip.
0: <laughs> Robert C. said, is Cassidy a mouthpiece? A mouthpiece? A, is, Cassidy, is Cassidy's mouthpiece a mask or a chin strap? What a, what a good
1: uh, um, I think that his parents tell him to make sure that he wears his retainer at night, and he's certainly acting like he's a prepubescent teen with the way he cries about the officials.
0: Well, he's got his he, every single time. He's always lowering his uh, his mask, and he never has his mask on. I think is what the, I
1: think oh, is what oh, said. Mean, I I don't care if he wears a th- mask. On.
0: Owen oh, Jay there says, Kyle Palmerian, and Travis Jack with a little love and let's go Islanders. Uh, Rusty Spooner also says, Canadian teams are trash compared to the North American teams for a fact.
1: Yeah, I think you'll see Montreal getting – I mean, that's been acknowledged as the weakest, uh, the weakest division this whole year. But remember what I said. You never really know because none of the teams have played one another all year. So we could think that one team is really weak and another team is really strong, but until they play one another outside of division, we're really not going to know.
0: This is this is going to be hey next next portion of the NHL playoffs are going to be huge. We're going to finally get to see the divisions get some interdivisional play going on here uh, and see exactly what divisions really were. You know the contenders versus the pretenders this season.
1: I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but if we play, you know. Carolina or uh, Tampa Bay, they better not take us lightly. That's what I'm going to say. I think everyone is everyone is taking the Islanders lightly. The league is taking the Islanders lightly. I mean –
0: Were you also taking the Islanders lightly, Grumpy? Because you were saying, hey, the first series we're losing to the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: Okay. In my defense, I didn't realize it, that Pittsburgh was playing with an empty net. So, I get forgiven for that. I didn't think they were going to be Boston, though. I said, so if Boston was too talented and they have a goaltender. Some injuries played into the Islanders' hands. But that said, the Islanders have upped the level of their game at least two notches from how they played against Pittsburgh. If they played against Pittsburgh, against Boston, we would have already been eliminated from the series. We are intensity level and our fight level and grit level has jumped at least two levels. No doubt about it. We haven't played like this all year. I say these things based on what I see during the season.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you that right. This is one of those things too. You look at teams that are championship caliber teams. They have to be able to find a second gear. There's a few things you have to have. You have to have a few lucky bounces go your way. You have to be able to put it in the next gear. You have to be able to find that next gear. And you have to be able to capitalize on your chances. All three of those things the Islanders have done. You know what? And as a fourth piece, as an extra caveat, if you have a goalie that can steal you games, you are a very, very dangerous team. Special teams unit also is firing on all cylinders at the moment knocking on wood but moving right along there grumpy old man brian p they're saying the mind is sharp right after the game and alexander also said how about lazar getting hurt also
1: screw him good hope you miss the rest of the series
0: oh goodness to take a
1: cheap shot he hurt himself trying to take a cheap shot i think on one of the islanders
0: i'll stop owen j also said grumpy i love you bro true islander fan and the islanders can beat tampa
1: that's gonna be that's gonna be a tall order. That's gonna be a tall order. It is.
0: Mister Billy two thousand said. Mister Billy two thousand said subtle line changes by Barry after the opening ten minute blitz were huge.
1: Yeah, the second line was bad tonight. The original way the second line is constituted, I thought they were terrible. Uh, he did a little shift first. It was Palmieri up to the second, uh, Bavillier back to the third, um, then. Uh he wound up flipping them back later in the game. He put Bailey sometimes playing on the third line with Pajot. He did a nice job. The only two lines he didn't touch was uh, the helicopter line, and that's what it's going to be known as from now on, the helicopter line, Barzell with no wings. And uh, that's actually a good nickname for that line, and uh, the identity line.
0: So I'm trying to keep note of all the different types of shirts and designs. I need grumpy old man that I'm going to have to make uh, the Josh Bailey assist. Let me go ahead and take a note of this. Uh, and you said the helicopter line. Oh, and
1: man, for man. the helicopter line, all you need is a picture of Matt Barzell and two X's on his side. That's all you need.
0: We can go ahead and strap a picture of Matt Barzell to a helicopter's face to helicopter. I don't know. It's going to be funny. It's got to be, it's got to be cool. Um, Mark a said, Grumpy must be stunned. Grumpy owes us an apology.
1: An Apology for what? I'm rooting for the Islanders. I'm ecstatic that they're winning. Did I think they were going to win like this? No. But I didn't. Okay. And everyone can admit, if we played like we did during the regular season and even the last playoff series against uh, Pittsburgh, if we played that against Boston, would we be beating them? Nope. It says something about the guys on the team. It really does, that they're able to up their intensity because their talent level is here. It's not great. You got Barzell, maybe Viliate, everybody else, just a bunch of Jags. But the heart, the drive, the lack of quit, that's what ups us. We all are. It's not like we're going to get more talented. We're not getting more talented. We're not going to have guys step up and be better than they are. But the one thing we have is that team mentality. And it's not to be underestimated. Got a we few comments. Like, we, we did not play like this all year.
0: Uh, Robin Stewart also said Richie can be a difference maker, but he was invisible after the first period.
1: It's because he sucks.
0: Fair enough. Bruce Kingsta says, Bruce Kingsta making his return says, Where are all the Lou haters at tonight? Grump, I know that's directed towards you and everybody else who hates on Lou Grump. What do you have to say to that?
1: What What is it? Where are all the Lou haters at tonight? That's a nice picture, nice helmet there for Brush. He should send me one for free. I would wear it on the podcast. Uh, we're not hating. Why would we be hating on Lou tonight? He hasn't done anything stupid since last time we talked. He just
0: wants to know. where. I mean, we were passing around hate for Lou Lamarillo around the trade deadline. Um, sure. And here's the thing, right? You know what? I will be happy to say I'm wrong about that trade with Paul Again, I thought it was a B originally, Grump. You're the one who's going to be eating a shit sandwich. It's not going to be me. That being said, that would be the sweetest, most delectable shit sandwich ever if the Islanders win a Stanley Cup. You will enjoy that shit sandwich every single bite with that shit-eating
1: grin like this. If he gets a Conn Smythe, I don't want him back. I do not want him back. But if he uh, wins Conn Smythe, I'll happily eat that shit sandwich no problem i will uh, have people I'll think have, i don't want the island to way can you believe that people actually think that the fact here's the thing i'm the way on M because all i want them to do is win i don't want them to settle for second best
0: absolutely grumpy old man i completely understand that i'm in the same but i do like that
1: i do like that hat i do like that little fire hat he's got
0: <laughs> moving right along there grumpy old man um Alexander said Tronce is gonna sit behind the bench with a leather coat and sunglasses saying, I'm back. Oh my God. Uh, Bruce Kings also said Drive for five represented big time tonight. RJ Daniels. Um, and he also saying there, Carolina needs to extend this series, the Islanders to get some rest. I was about to say, hey, if Carolina can continue to extend the series and we can win in game six, I will be happy as a lark.
1: Is it three to one, Carol? Is three to one Tampa now?
0: Three to one Tampa.
1: Yeah. That's ending tomorrow
0: night. Um, Robin Stewart also said, "Definitely going to see the Bruins snapping hard passes to Pasternak if they expect to beat Vralimov. He's had their number all year."
1: Yeah, uh, we have to. And here's the thing, right? What's the one thing that we're able to do in the Coliseum? We're able to match lines with uh, with that with the number one line. That's that's the biggest thing. Today we struggled. Nelson's line could not keep up with them. We could never get Pajot against them. They had that. I mean, the third, the fourth line could not keep up with them. The helicopter line did re- didn't really play against them much, and but we will have that advantage going into the next game.
0: Salapiel said, "Can can Sorokin just play the first five minutes, please? Then Barlamov can play the rest of the way." <laughs> Uh, Barish also said there, Bruins players better play a clean game on Wednesday. They better not come out headhunting. I really feel like they're going to they're gonna try to I won't say gooning up. I think they're going to try to be very physical the way they started today's game, too. I think they're going to be a little physical. And uh, I think that uh, Bruce Cassidy's complaint there about uh, officiating or the lack there of consistency, I think, is trying to be a calculated move to try to get more calls in game six. Hey, uh, Barry Trotz complains about uh, the... uh, The face-off, complain about Bergeron. He starts getting more face-offs. He starts getting tossed out of more face-offs. Maybe I can complain about officiating and get the same exact benefit.
1: Well, I don't think they'll come out headhunting. I think what you might see, because I think it's going to be physical from the start, I think you might see a couple of penalties early just to to tamp things down uh, aggression-wise by the referees. They do that a lot. If they don't want the game getting out of hand, remember – Man, those games in New York were wild physical affairs. They might just call a couple of penalties early just to say, hey, watch yourself. That's that's what I could see. I don't see Boston coming out headhunting. Okay. Now, now, that would just be stupid.
0: Robin Sudol said Rask was ordinary tonight, so that helped. And uh, going to seven games, I'm afraid to say.
1: Ooh, I hope, I hope not. not. I hope not.
0: I worry. If we go seven games, I'm worried. I really think we close it out in game six. I think we close out at the barn on Wednesday. And, again, we'll be going live after Wednesday's game as well, grumpy old man. And, And for everybody who's listening to the live stream, we'll be going live after Wednesday's game. Without a doubt. From here on out, we'll be going live after every single Islanders game, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the last push. When we get to the Eastern Conference Finals. If we do, might be putting the cart in front of the horse. But if we get to the Eastern Conference Final, same exact thing. We'll be going live after every single game, as well as Stanley Cup Finals. Going live after every game too, Grump.
1: Man, that'd be great, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> I'd love it. I said, if we win the Stanley Cup, I will. If they're going to hold a parade, I will be there at that parade. We don't know what I'm saying? I'll try to find a way to get the tickets too. I mean, how often can we say that the Islanders are in the Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, Bruce also said there the Islanders' speed woke up in the middle of the second period.
1: Um, I don't know about that. I will say that our second periods have been better in this playoff series than they've been all year, and today was no difference. But I don't. I think the fact that the Bruins took some bad, ill-advised penalties and we were able to convert on the power play. I mean, that was the key to the second period.
0: Also a comment there from Alexander saying, Barry Trots with some sweet gin music to Ooh,
1: Bruce. Little, little Shawn Michaels reference. Heartbreak kid.
0: Oh, I was about to say, man, that is it. I mean, talk about, a,
1: talk about an in-ring performer. Was anybody really as good as Shawn Michaels historically? I mean, he's fantastic.
0: Absolutely, he was. Uh, 19 shots, but all our goals were in the kitchen.
1: Yeah. Day, M- I mean, what's this apologize grumpy how many times does he want me to apologize what am i apologizing for that's the second time is that the second it was did he not want me to did he want me to apologize how many times this guy mark i love you
0: he wants you to say he wants you to say that the outers have outperformed your expectations so far
1: if they win this playoff series they've outperformed my expectations Oh, goodness gracious.
0: Uh, Adam M. there. It seems like just moving the moving the goalpost, Grumpy. But Adam M. says, Varlamov is a guy amazing saves. Just stay with him.
1: And he's well over 30, so he's not going anywhere.
0: Uh, Frank K. there says, The curse of Tim Thomas may live if we eliminate Boston again. Rask seems to find a way to choke, usually.
1: I don't think he choked. I don't think he choked today. He's hurt. He's absolutely hurt. You can tell his mobility is not what it's been.
0: <laughs> no, I will say that uh, he's – again, though, I don't think he's cost them any games. He hasn't – I mean, like I'll say game four, he made a few spectacular saves. But you can tell, again, at least with you know everything that's coming out of Boston, they're saying, hey, he's banged up, he's this, he's that. You have to wonder, hey, did they just roll with Swayman and game and get dicks?
1: Um uh Swayman wasn't really tested tonight. He got beat by the Nelson goal on his first shot. Um I'm
0: gonna let you know something. Swayman's good. As I told you as we we're looking at this beforehand when they went to uh I think they went to the Coliseum before our last podcast, right? I wonder what a crazy atmosphere does. Jeremy Swayman played very, very well for the University of Maine, played well for the province Bruins this year, and played well for the Boston Bruins. That being said. Uh, you wonder how he reacts in a crazy environment.
1: You've never been to the Coliseum before, brother. <laughs> <We're laughs> going to Rock your world.
0: Brian P. Also said Grump rocking some W H A knowledge. Nice.
1: Yeah, uh, man. Good
0: old days. Rec. They're saying system over talent. Mm. I'll throw one caveat in there. If you say system and heart over talent, I agree with you every day of the week. That's one of the biggest things and biggest issues. You can have all the talent in the world. If you don't have the heart, you don't have the extra gear, uh, you're never going to be successful come playoff time. True. Yeah. Uh, Paul D also said the New York Saints uh, was a lacrosse team that played at the Coliseum, Grumpy.
1: Yeah, Bruce Cassidy didn't know that.
0: No, I'm gonna say probably not. Uh, Matthew Astaire said, "Hey, TJ, hey, grumpy old man, another great win tonight." Yes, sir. Owen J said, "Islanders will beat Tampa in six. Holy crap! Owen is saying, "Hey, we're we're, we're bypassing the Boston Bruins. I think we will, but he's given the Islanders a victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games." Oh man, oh, Owen J might be grum- he might be uh, trying to be Grumpster Domus Part Two. Is that right?
1: I'm surprised he didn't say over Montreal in five.
0: Over Montreal, the Stanley Cup Finals, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh goodness, grumpy old man. Oh goodness gracious. Um, David or uh, D Cut said, um, "By the way, Bellows changed his number to eleven. Took warm up Saturday night. I guess he that will be his new number in Seattle."
1: He's a guy I protect. I'm protecting him, Mike's When my expansion protection list comes out, I'm guaranteed he's on it.
0: Tom White there says Eberly scoring is hopefully the spark he needs to get
1: going. I'd like would have liked to see him score on the other semi break that he had coming instead of missing the net. Would have made me feel a little better. He's streaky. Uh,
0: Mike Michael D said uh, it's clear that Cassidy thinks the Islanders are not in the same class as, he, as the Bruins. I'll tell you one thing: if the boys come home and finish the series off this is an organizational game changer and the Islanders will be looked at different by the rest of the league.
1: I disagree with that. I think the league still looks at us as not a second-class organization, but with second-class talent. Uh, I, I truly believe that. I don't think it makes a difference until you beat the big boys and knock them off and go to a cup final. Uh, I just think that's just going to be the way it is.
0: Oh my goodness, grumpy old man! Oh.
1: Do you think? Do you think we get respect from the rest of the league?
0: We don't get respect from the rest of the league. I will say one thing though: if you continually keep making the Eastern Conference Finals, and you continually are making large pushes there in the playoffs, you have to be. Yeah, you yeah, you're going to garner some respect, right? I, again, like I think, I think that's the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't even get me started, you know, what what could what could be the case? I am getting to, I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. That being said, um I think it may. I think it may help change the picture a little bit because you look at every single year at the beginning of the season. They talk about the Islanders. They talk about the play. Oh, you know the Islanders don't have a top forward in the top, you know, fifty or sixty players. You know, Islanders don't have a top twenty center. Matt Barzold not even on the top twenty center list. There's a lot. Not a single defenseman in the top twenty. Not a single goalie. I think that was in like whatever list they give to uh, the Islanders. Do not generally get respect. And uh, I think this may be the start. You beat Boston here. You show, hey, we're not pretenders. It wasn't just a bubble. It wasn't just because of the bubble. You know, we have the ability to continually make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They prove our thinking wrong. They prove your thinking wrong. Again, if you make the Eastern Conference Finals in back-to-back years, you're a Stanley Cup contender, Grump. I don't think there's any way you can argue against
1: that. We don't get the credit we deserve because we're not an exciting team. We don't have a whole lot of exciting players. We don't have an enjoyable style to watch. That's why we don't get the credit we deserve. Mm-hmm. Period.
0: Grumpy old man. Um, and then we go ahead and get Tom White saying, Selkie can or are not play by the rules. Everybody else has to, for certain. Yep. Cart Blanche means unconditional authority. Blanche,
1: Blanche, 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 not Cart Blanche.
0: Oh, sorry, Cart Blanche. I'm glad that John P., of higher education lets me know their carte blanche, unconditional authority, full discretionary power. I learned okay. something. I got a new word. I can go ahead and I know a new phrase. I want to go ahead and try to use tomorrow.
1: Oh God.
0: <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Hey, Ari's also saying again, system over talent. Uh, moving, moving right along though. Um, Owen J also saying glove side has been paradise for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tristan Jari. You know, I heard the Uka call. It says, how do you need to stop the Islanders? Just do what I did to Tristan, Tristan.
0: That made no sense, Grump. I think you botched that. Or I was, i, I maybe I got i maybe got the, some uh, disconnection on my side. But the zoo band said, holy crap, the last five minutes felt like an hour. So pumped. Great job as always, gents.
1: Yep. That last five minutes and 12 seconds was a nail biter.
0: Adam S. said, Grump, show us your shirt.
1: Deal with it. I'm shocked you I got the shirt, shirt when I was managing the nine and ten-year-old pickles team. We let the kids name their baseball team, and they were young, they were babies. I mean babies. You know, there's nine and ten-year-olds, and there's babies. They I consider them, you know, they were young, young, young nine and ten, if you know what I mean. And you know, we let them we knew our uniforms are gonna be green. And first, they wanted to be named the grass, and I'm like, no, I, you know, I don't need to, you know, have a joint as our, you know, team mascot or something. So they said, how about pickles? I'm like, fantastic. And the guy who was a, my assistant said this. He saw this shirt and it was me. It was perfect. Deal with it. Perfect, perfect for me.
0: Nice background there, Grump. Uh, Matthew S. also said Posternak is going to be is going to see that missed opportunity last game in his sleep
1: told you. It was early in the game. Like it would have been worse if it was in overtime or at the end of the third period. First period maybe not so much.
0: Matthew S. also said, "How about Barry and Lou right now?" How about them? Grump. How that's about them Cowboys? That's directed towards you, my friend. That's directed towards huh. you. Hey, i tell you, every single time they continue on the playoffs, they kind of prove naysayers like you wrong. Little by right. little. <laughs>
1: okay, I still don't like the Zajac Palmary trade. I still don't because I'm looking to the future. Uh, and if we win a Stanley cup, I'll reassess.
0: But are you trying to tell me now, only if the Islanders win a Stanley cup, will you give them a better grade than an F minus on the Palmary trade? Get the hell out
1: of here. Grump. Yeah. Because we're giving away first round draft picks for guys who aren't going to be here. That that's, that's my whole reason for that grade. Everyone knows it. It's been documented. Um, no. That's Lou, and Barry still wants to play those old guys. As long as the old guys play well, Barry, good job. I don't like how he has a short leash on the young players. That still drives me crazy. But you won't hear me say that Barry's a crybaby like Bruce Cassidy. You won't hear that.
0: Sal P. also said, of course, we're going to be nervous on Wednesday because whether we play an amazing game or a horrible one, you know it's going to be tight either way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, I ha- Honestly, it has to be frustrating for other teams. They know they're more talented. They dominate the play the whole game, and somehow they wind up losing. That's got to be frustrating to a team. It really does.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, John
1: uh, Cooper is shaking his boots.
0: That's it. That's it. Uh, Gordon E. said, need to keep Varlamov in. He's been solid, even if he gives up an early goal.
1: Yeah. I, no, I don't like that.
0: I think all like goal-
1: Varlamov. He's going to ride Varlamov. He's going to ride him.
0: I think all of our goalies have been solid. That being said, um, you just wonder. You have to wonder how long that crazy stat and that crazy anomaly is going to continue. There's no way in hell that Varlamov could go seven postseason games played and give up a goal in the first four shots in six of the seven, right? That's impossible, right?
1: Very hard to believe. Uh,
0: I just I, I don't think that stat's going to continue. I don't think that trend's going to continue. At least I hope it doesn't. That's a trend I told you about last podcast I was still worried about. And uh, I hope I'm not worried about it after next podcast, too. A Rusty Spooner said, play the beginning of you can't always get what you want. <laughs> like a choir. Oh, goodness you gracious. can't
1: always get what you want. Oh, so, goodness.
0: Baby. Oh, goodness grumpy um gotcha grump, or david d cut also said grump if the islanders win wednesday i need you to break out those sinatra like pipes and sing oh when the saints go marching
1: in you've got a request grump i'll do it i'll do my louis satch armstrong oh when the saints go marching in i can't even i can't do it like him he had a real raspy voice yeah, absolutely i'll sing that song everyone in the coliseum should be singing if we're up by two goals with two minutes to go Man, I want everybody in full throat singing that song.
0: Frank Hay also said Andre tried breaking the Sheik's leg at the the Capitol Center. He hated the Sheik.
1: There were certain wrestlers that Andre absolutely hated. Randy Macho Man Savage he hated. He hated the Ultimate Warrior, and he hated the Iron Sheik, and he hated Big John Stud, all for different reasons. Andre was the boss. That was his name, was the boss. And – Man, oh man! If he didn't like you, he could do whatever. I mean, the guy was huge. He could do anything. Hated Big John Studd because Big John Studd's gimmick was that he was a giant, and that pissed Andre off. Um, and that's why Big John Studd left the territory. Actually, that's why he left the WWF at the time because he couldn't stand Andre hating him. Mm. And you know, we he even uh, Bobby Heenan said he, he said, "Well." Uh, John Studd said to Bobby Heaney, he's like, man, Andre hates me. So what makes sense of that? He said, he told me. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, he hated Sheik, too. He used to step on Sheik, you know, and walk over him with his body and step on him. And Randy Savage, man, he hated him for whatever reason, too. Hated him.
0: Gordon E. said, "Oilers division is the toughest division in the NHL. The Canadians division cannot handle the defense they're going to face. They all play that Gretzky style of hockey.
1: We don't know what the best division in hockey is yet until they play interdivision. That's all I'll say to that. Uh, I think our division, though, was probably more balanced top to bottom than the other divisions.
0: Yeah, that that's true. Uh, Robin Suterall said the Islanders have pl- have scored four plus goals in seven of the eleven
1: games this playoffs. Who's predicting that? Who's predicting that ever?
0: Yeah, absolutely, Grumpy Old Man, absolutely. Another comment there from Joe Francis there saying all of the TV talking heads were wetting their pants over the marchant goal. It was nice, but they lost.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, Adam Pellet got kind of uh, on the wrong skate when Marshant was attacking him. And Varlamov, I, I don't know what he – it was like on the poke check goal uh, last game or two games ago when he tried to poke check and wound up getting scored on. It was kind of like that. I'm like, dude, just, just hold your position. I mean, he's if he's going to come across, he just slide over. I mean, he, he made a move, and it's like, what the hell are you doing?
0: Um, Metal Mask 3 said the Bruins are really something complaining about the refs. That's for certain. Um, absolutely. Robin Stewart said John Tonelli, the greatest jag of all time.
1: He was no jag.
0: But I say uh, John John Tinelli had multiple seasons where he was putting up a point a game average, if not more. Yeah, I won't say he's a jack.
1: No,
0: <laughs> Uh that's definitely no. Uh-uh. I'm looking back on it. John Tonelli had seasons that were a hundred points. No, he's yeah. no jack.
1: Yeah, when was the last time an Islander put up a hundred points? Yeah,
0: no time in recent memory. In memory, that being said, um. Here we go. Uh Rusty Spooner also said just put a picture or a figure of Matt Barzal on a drone <laughs> regarding the helicopter line. I was about to say, I think that's what we're going to do, Grumpy old man, but I got I gotta to get to work on it. I gotta to get to work on it. Um
1: okay. here he is again, overpromising and under delivering. Oh, goodness gracious.
0: I, um I see there said they should start Soroka next game.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but they're not going to. No, they won't.
0: Frank Hay also said Paul Mary will be back.
1: God, I hope not. God, I hope not. I don't, I don't want him signing more guys in their 30s. I just don't want to see it. Don't want to see it.
0: A JJ McNeil said, if Lee comes back, will it affect the cap? Lee won't be back here this season. I know he was out there skating, but uh, don't get your hopes up. He will not be back this year, uh, not until next season. Um, so it, it won't affect the cap this year. He will not be back this year. Correct. Absolutely there. Um Brian P said, I want a helicopter line T-shirt and Maddie and the Jags T-shirt. Okay, Maddie and the Jags too. That's another one I got to make here. Maddie and the
1: Jags is great. It's like Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. That was old Saturday morning cartoon. I used to get away with drawing these girls like in little scantily clad outfits and selling that information to children
0: goodness yeah not anymore not anymore though Grum. nick said hey tj uh when do you upload these shows onto spotify um it comes in after after i mean like we usually again like we're going to be doing a podcast every single post game islanders so i mean like we'll make sure i have it uploaded so it'll be up tomorrow as long as i don't fall asleep or anything like that right after the podcast but it'll be up tomorrow um paul f there said all heart versus the perfection line who wins most of the time all heart uh, versus perfection wins most of the time. Perfection
1: wins most of the time. The perfection line hasn't been a problem for Boston. It's all the other lines. <laughs> it's it's their team. De- honestly, it's their team defense and their penalty kill. You can't say the perfect. The perfection line has been fantastic this series.
0: E also said they close it out at home. They counted us out against the Penguins, and they will prove all the naysayers wrong again. Grump, right. hope so. Hope so. Owen J said, "You guys are are officially Islanders News podcast." <laughs> I like it. Uh, I won't complain with that. Uh, uh, Grafferstein there said, "Good morning, Dirk." Also saying, "Good morning." Nice win. We are all Islanders.
1: Love that Dirk. Love that Dirk from Germany.
0: Absolutely, he is getting up mighty early. I'm sure, grumpy old man. Um, D cut also said, "Shout out to Islanders misery. Rated R always represents support. TJ and the grumpy old man. As always, we do appreciate it." Um, Dirk also says, "Should Paul Mary get a new contract with the Islanders?
1: Oh, I would. I'm surprised Dirk would even ask this question since he's a big fan of Simon Casper Holmstrom. He expects him to be up next year. We don't need Palmieri. We got Simon Holmstrom in the wings." Just Damn. playing with the dirt. Uh, I I really hope they don't sign Calmar back. I don't want to sign guys in their thirties to long term deals. Have, it's not the way to be good, in the, you know, in the long run. Just not.
0: Adam S. also said, it makes me sick how big TV looks at us like we're nothing. We're an amazing organization. Uh, what's with the major networks favoring other teams? I think it's because we're no longer a blue blood. We've been hideous for a lot of years. And you know, what do they say? The curve for a general and a casual fan is a few years behind what's actually occurring.
1: Okay. Here's the thing. When TV puts player, puts it on, what what did they advertise? Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. Against, you know, Brad Marchand,
0: Alexander, Alexander Alex. Ovechkin, and the Washington Capitals, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, uh, Nikita Kucherov, uh, and uh, Hedman there, uh, Vasilevsky against whoever else. So yeah, I, I get your point there, Grumpy. Uh, Mike D also said the Boston Bruins aren't one of the best teams in the league. Am I missing something, Grump? Yeah, I agree. They're one of the best teams in to- the
2: league. You they said they have,
0: you have to you said the whole stop. You said they have to start beating some of the best teams in the league before they start getting that rep. And they are. The Boston Bruins are one of the best teams in the league. Mm,
1: yeah, but it's still a division team. It's a division team. Jesus I, I mean, I think I think Boston is one of the best teams in the league, but they'll push the narrative. Boston was injured, this, that, and the other thing. They don't we don't get that respect because we don't have Matt Barzell's our only star. And Barry, Barry stifles his offensive creativity. I mean, if they let him go crazy out there, he'd be one of the big stars in the league. That That's what he would be, but that's not what we do with our system. We are not exciting to watch on television. People don't want to watch us because there's not going to be a whole lot of goals scored. They'll put Colorado and Tampa on every night of the week, Florida, any of those teams. They want action. They want goals. That, that's what TV wants. If you want people to watch, they don't want to watch a one nothing game. They want to watch a 6-5 game.
0: Deacon also chiming in saying, can't go through can't go through an entire episode without mentioning Casper and the Three Amigos and the Fire Hydrant. We've had the Fire Hydrant broken out a few times. We've got Casper.
1: Uh, no need for the Three
0: Amigos today, Grump. I feel like no need for that right now. I, um, did,
1: I did not bring up, up uh, Caliev, McMichael or Tomasino today. I did not bring them up.
0: Oh, glad you happen to go ahead and get a cheap pop right there. Pathetic as always, Grump. Owen Jay saying there, Boston hasn't given us credit, and we've been showing out through the whole season.
1: Yeah, Boston, and even tonight. I mean, every single game, you know, we were better. We were way better. We just didn't get the bounces. We got bad calls. We were the better team. And you know what? They were the better team overall. But, you know, the one thing that counts, I don't care how pretty you look or how good you look, when you look up at that scoreboard and it says Maddie and the Jags 5, Crybabies 4, that's all it needs to be said.
0: Brian M. saying, I hope we re-sign Palmieri. He's picked it up in the playoffs. I'll tell you this much. It was a good point brought up by Phil. Unless they let him keep the beard, I'm just not sure. It seems like he's Samson. When he's got the beard shaved, he doesn't play all that well. He's growing out the beard, the playoff beard, and you see the productions through the roof. We need to have a little slight change. you know. Give us one exception, allow Kyle Palmieri to keep his beard through the regular season, and maybe you could sail me on that we need to keep Palmieri.
1: You know why Lou makes them all shave beards and their hair cut short? Their haircut short? He wants to Are run it like. You know, Do you need to drink water? You seem so tongue tied right now, Grumpy. I am. I haven't had anything to drink. You notice I haven't had anything to drink. But here's the thing, right? Go ahead, chug out of that fire hydrant. My God. And you know, something? I've seen the fire hydrant. T- people don't realize how big TJ is. And if you saw how big he was, you'd realize how big the fire hydrant is. I mean, he's like six foot four. And I mean, he's big. And you look at the fire, most people got to use two hands on that thing. <laughs> i mean you know but what i'm saying is you know lou wants to run the islanders like a military organization and in the military you know they shave everybody's hair no facial hair. they want everybody to be the same they don't want any outliers and that's the way that they want to run the islanders that's why they struggle with matt barzell being so good he doesn't fit into their mole of jag
0: their mold absolutely Their grumpy old man um and then Robin Stewart said, Marshawn beat Pulak on the first Bruins goal. Maybe there's something about the lower body injury. Yep, as Grumpy was saying there, there definitely might be something. Maybe he possibly is banged up. Uh, Brian P said, Leo Cobroff is a jag, LOL. Uh, Brett W also saying, Tonelli, definitely no jag, uh, should be in the Hall of Fame also. Um, we got a comment here from Metal Mass 3. They're saying, impressed by Pavilier, fast and generating chances and throwing his body around. I'll tell you, he started off a little shaky, at first, this game, um, but he definitely did bounce back in a big way. I thought he did a good job there, setting up offensive chances here the remainder of the game.
1: True, struggled early, regrouped, played better at the second half.
0: Brian M, there saying is Letty hurt? He sure has been lazy and slow. No, I that, just think that's how Letty usually plays. He's a lazy, slow, and that really drives me insane sometimes.
1: That you're exactly right. He just kind of loafs back there. And it's like, damn, move your legs, son. These guys are coming hard at you.
0: He's <laughs> not been F. good.
1: He's not been. He's not been good the entire playoffs. He's not been good.
0: No, Paul F. Also saying power play was insane. If they would have scored on the last one, I think the world would have come to an end.
1: Yeah, they remember they were the Islanders there on the last power play. It was pretty sloppy.
0: Dirk is chiming in again, saying, wait and see with Simon Holmstrom. You will be positively surprised, Grumpy. He says that all the time. You're going to be surprised. I hope we're surprised about Simon Holmstrom.
1: Uh, Yeah, I hope so, too. And I want Dirk to call me out when he is. Absolutely.
0: I was about to say, every single time, if he's having great seasons, we're just going to have to have Dirk remind us every single time. Remember when you used to shit talk on Simon Holmstrom? Well, look at this, Grumpy.
1: Dirk is the number one Simon Holmstrom fan. Without, I think he's got a few
0: jerseys. I think he has a few Simon Holmstrom jerseys already too.
1: Well, he's 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 the whole he's everybody for Simon Holmstrom. He's the leader of the fan club. So, oh, goodness nothing goodness wrong goodness. with that.
0: Paul Lamp also said the Islanders get no no national respect, and we like it that way. Uh, we are always the underdog, and we thrive
1: on that. True.
0: Rusty Spooner saying good night and great job, T.J. and Grumpy old Man. We do appreciate it here. Um, Michael D. also said maybe we should fire Barry and bring back weight so Barzal can score 60 goals a game and uh, we lose about 50 games a year, Grumpy. You're all over the map.
1: Um, No, that's not what I said. What I said was that Matt Barzell, to be truly recognized as a great talent, would be better off serving playing on another system. That's what I said.
0: And here's the thing, right? Team success and winning a Stanley Cup is always more important than individual accolades. But could you imagine yeah. a guy like... Could you imagine a guy like Dre Saddle playing for the Islanders? The point production would be nowhere near what the point production for the Edmonton Oilers are. It doesn't matter that he wouldn't be getting the team accolades, but he gets the individual accolades because he puts up those gaudy video game S-type numbers. I think that's the point grumpy old man makes. And again, like... Yeah. You know, I don't think anybody's advocating towards bringing back, you know, um, had Tug weight and having that unbelievably hideous defense where he gave up the most goals and uh, what was it, 300 plus goals in a regular, in a, in a normal season, which is unfathomable. Some crazy number like that. I, there's nobody who's saying Fireberry trots at the moment. Nobody. No.
1: no. I mean, you know, you could also put Matt Barzell on the Colorado Avalanche or the Vegas Golden Knights or the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Carolina Hurricanes they're all really good teams too and his game would absolutely shine on teams like that and he'd be fan, and he'd be no he'd be a superstar around the league he has that much ability what all i'm saying is that playing on this team he's never going to be recognized as truly great as he really is because of just of the system
0: it's the reason why a lot of Islander fans blame him and say that he's not a superstar caliber player. <laughs> if he played on any other if he played on any other team in the league, and again, I'm saying one of those high octane offensive types of teams, he would be averaging over a point a game and he would be considered a superstar caliber player. Every single year he'd be putting up 80 plus points. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't mind at all that he plays on his team. I love him on the team, but he just is a different. He's a different caliber player than you'd you expect on this team. Uh, that being said, D cut also saying there. Trots over Cassidy, bald over the Kendall hair every day of the week. Um, Mario also saying there. If Suzuki and Caulfield played for Trots after the game they played Sunday night, they would have been benched and ne- and then scratched, never to be seen of again. How dare they make themselves into offensive threats?
1: Well, it's the truth though. Those guys, they're not what they're looking for here. We don't, it's not, we're not looking for offensive talent. We want guys who play a structured system. A guy like, if I think if um, Lamarillo had a, a chance to trade Mark Stone for Matt Barzell, he'd do it in a second. Stop. He'd do it in an absolute stop. second. No, he wouldn't stop. That's bullshit. Stop. Mark Stone is a really good player who plays a style that they love. He would absolutely do that. That's insane.
0: No, they would not. You make a lot of outlandish comments. That might be one of the worst comments I've think of. There was no way in hell they would trade Matt
1: Barzal for Mark Stone. I think they would. Uh, (laughs) Mark Stone's a really good player. You're selling him short.
0: I think Mark Stone is a good player, right? Mark Stone also gets paid substantially more. And I'm just saying, Matt Barzal, I think, has more talent than Stone does. And again, Mark Stone puts up numbers. I'm just saying, talent wise, I think that a higher ceiling for Matt Barzal than is Mark Stone.
1: No doubt about it. I'm not doubting that. I think he's infinitely more talented than Mark Stone, but Mark Stone plays the system they like. They're a system where the Elders are a system team. They are. They'd love him. I'd love him on this team not like the expense in that barzal but
0: gordon gordon e they're saying grump who do you see going to seattle who should we fight to keep oh man that's an off-season question we're not going to get to season too- question off-season question Go ahead and give them one quick answer who do you think they're going to keep who do you think they're going to uh, get it's it's uh, key for just keep the answer short and sweet grump because we're about two hours and 30 minutes and uh, we're going to keep try to keep it a little short here so we're going to i'm going to put you on a timer grump
1: off-season, I'm waiting to the off-season on that. I, I want to protect all the young guys. I want to expose the old guys.
0: Uh, Robin Searle said, Lou makes them shave in the regular season because you have to earn it in the playoffs. Once you're in, you got whiskers. It means something to look in the mirror. It gives you focus. I don't dislike that. Again, I just think it's like Samson. Uh, Kyle Palmer needs to keep his beard in order to play. Uh, moving on there, though, uh, Alexander says, Tua is a jag." Uh, by the way, Robin Seward says. by the way, trivia question, which team started the playoff beard tradition? Wink, wink. It was the Islanders.
1: That's uh, right. It was the Islanders.
0: In case anybody didn't know there. Um, Brian M also saying, who do you think is the MVP for the Islanders so far in the playoffs?
1: Oh, man, that's tough. That's tough. I don't think there is one. I don't think there's one player who you could say he's number one. Can't. Sorokin was fantastic in the first series. Barzell has been fantastic in the second series. Varlamov, Varlamov has been good in stretches. Usually the goalie gets more credit than they deserve. I'm going to tell you who it wasn't. It's not freaking Josh Bailey. That much I can tell you.
0: Well, Grumpy moving right along there. Paul F. said, oh, there's our need of defense. How about Letty for McDavid? LOL. We can throw in lollipop as a kicker. Oh, goodness gracious. Um moving right along there. Sounds like you're writing there for Eyes on Isles. Dirk C. uh, Dirk is also giving me an update. TJ, update there on Cider. Uh, Did great in the World Cup. The Red Wings will be happy with him next season. I was about to say, you want to talk about a guy who's going to be one of those top-tier defensemen for years to come? Cider is. Keep your eyes on that there, ladies and gentlemen, for the the Detroit Red Wings. Um, uh, Metal Mask also said, exactly, Tavares went to Toronto and scored more points, but still not winning. Exactly. I think that's kind of what it comes down to.
1: Okay, in, in his defense and in Toronto's defense, losing him really hurt their team. It really hurt their team uh, competitive-wise against Montreal. They're better than Montreal, but I think losing him really, you know, he's one of their top two three players. I mean, you can't deny that. And losing him the way they lost him, that's tough.
0: I know you're going to like this. Uh, if Barzal played in any somewhat decent offensive system, Uh, He would be there in the likes of McDavid and Matthews. Trotz makes Barzal look pedestrian. D-Cut says there, Mario hates Trotz because he didn't sign his Isles lunchbox a few years ago.
1: Oh, (laughs) geez. Okay. I will say to Mario, not McDavid, but Matthews, yes. Certain. He's just as good as anybody. He'd be just as good as anybody on Toronto. Um, But not not McDavid.
0: Uh, Robin Stewart also said, I love Mark Stone, but Barzal is learning how to win, just entering his prime.
1: Don't misunderstand what I said, please. I didn't say I want that. I want Matt Barzal. I just wish they'd loosen the reins on him a little bit and let him and get a winger so we have a line that can actually score consistently. That's what I want.
0: Uh, and then Matthew Esther said, Stone would have been here if we didn't have Jean-Gabriel Pagel."
1: I think stone went first, didn't he to Vegas? I thought that's what happened.
0: I can't remember. It was long ago. Grumpy old man. And my main, my brain, my brain at this time at 1230 at night is getting a little weary on a Monday evening. Grump. So again, we're about two hours and 30 minutes in. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap things up here today? Grumpy.
1: Um, I just want to say once again, thank you to everyone for the condolences. Thank you. Seriously. Really appreciate it. Uh, And I will say, uh, once again, love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man.
0: Thank you, Grumpy, again, for being on here tonight. I will thank everybody again there for the support there, the community. We really do appreciate that. Also, again, guys, just a reminder, we'll be going live after every Islanders game the remainder of the postseason. So uh, Grumpy Old Man and I could be in for an absolute gauntlet. If the outers make it seventh, I mean, like, yeah, man, Grump, we talk about a lot of shows. Could you imagine squeezing in? I mean, the maximum we're looking at is another goodness gracious, another 16 shows in the matter of ooh, three or four weeks. Holy crap. You want to talk about an absolute schedule. We'd be almost podcasting every other day, Grumpy. And I wouldn't complain about it one bit. I think this is a chance uh, to go ahead, <laughs> ahead and provide some content that people want. They, you know, after these games, hey, the Islanders keep chugging along. I, you know, you won't see me complaining. Um, but I want to thank everybody for tuning into the live stream and the podcast. Um, we do appreciate again the support. We do appreciate everybody go ahead and chime in there with our comments, questions. Um, again, Grumpy Old Man and I love the Islanders. We love being able to talk with this community. Um, and that also being said, if you like what we do like the Grumpy Old Man myself, and you also wanted to go ahead and follow what we do on a general sports podcast, which is on Thursday evenings, you could follow us at TJ and the Grumpy Old Man on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. It's in the uh, description link below. So if you wanted to follow us regarding sports talk in general, it's a lot shorter of a podcast, about an hour, but it is more fun and high octane of a podcast, believe it or not, than this podcast. Grump, is there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap things up here today?
1: No, just thank you everyone from listening. We really appreciate it. And
0: thank you again. Thank you so much to the listeners, guys. Uh Islanders on to game six on Wednesday. Hopefully we're gonna be coming at you guys live after the Islanders game six with a huge win and in advance to the next round of the playoffs. Grumpy, I'll be excited, that's for certain.
1: One game away.
0: One game.